Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you, checking in to see how you're doing, seeing how you're feeling. Um, sorry, I'm way behind this week. I uh, got some family in town, family bag east, and uh, I didn't do the podcast last night, and this morning... I had to do the Rich Eisen show, one of my favorite, favorite shows to do. Transcend sports. Just a fucking great guy. Uh, went down there and had a great time. So um, I think it's live. I'm not sure. Fuck it. We'll do it live. I think it's live. So I don't know if it already happened or not. I think it did. I think it already happened. Whatever. We had a great discussion. We talked about, you know, people talking about firing Bill Belichick. We talked about the Michigan thing. We talked about old dads. I could finally talk about old dads. I, I, I fucking sat in traffic. I mean, I had a whole goddamn day here. I got to get back to the gym. I'm eating right, but I got to get back to the gym. I swear to God, dude, I, like, I understand why guys my age are just doing this shit, you know? It's like, you know, the testosterone, right? The hair plugs, the, the Botox, the penis enlargement, the calf implants, right? The horse tranquilizers. I understand, you know, the, the, the microdosing. I get it. I get it. If you just fucking naturally live out your life, whatever that means, you don't, you don't take any supplements or anything like that. You know, I watched these lions take down an elephant one time. And that's what life is. Life is the lions and you're the fucking elephant. <laughs> he was able to shake him off for a while when he was young, but then it was fucking thing was old. And it just happens one time that last lion jumps on you and your two back knees buckle and you go down. Your back legs buckle and that's just fucking it. The thing just goes down and, and just never... And you fucking, come on, man, get up. You know, and thing just doesn't fucking get up. And like, that's what it is. If I don't go to the gym and I don't eat right and I don't stretch within like a week and a half period, like, um, I just, I just become, <laughs> I come become Billy Oldface. And I have to tell you that my mobility and my strength as a 55-year-old man versus 55-year-old men when I was a kid, like, you, we got to admit, human beings are fucking crushing it for a long, long... There was no chicks that were fuckable in their 50s. When I was a kid, well into their 40s, they were fucking... They weren't even over the hill. They, they were over the horizon. It was fucking over. They laid in the sun, they smoked fucking cigarettes, they drank booze. I mean, they literally looked like Robert Shaw in fucking Jaws by the time, even with, even with the sideburns too, by the time they were like fucking 48, it was a wrap. And, you know, you look at some of that shit, like look at, I was looking the other day, somebody put this up on Instagram, when you watched All in the Family, they looked like they were 70, they were in their fucking 40s. <laughs> so... I don't know what to tell you. So anyway, yeah, I start aging in Carol O'Connor years. So um, 
you know, I did so well when I was in New York, but as you, if you knew from the last podcast, I tried an egg cream. So, you know, once I did that, I took a hit of the crack pipe, but I've just, I've, I've been able to, to, to not relapse on the desserts. You know, I've seen them. I've been in the vicinity. I'm looking at them. They're looking at me. Oh, for God fucking sakes. What do you want? Um, what do you want? What did the person call me and then not call me? What is going on? Hang on a second. You know, God bless these fucking people that try to do something in the neighborhood. I just picked up the phone and the person just goes, hi, hi, I'm, I'm Patty something or other, you know, um, is this a good time to talk? And I said, no, I'm doing a podcast, but have a great day, Patty. Patty cake, patty cake, oh, patty, patty cake, patty cake. Stop knocking on the doors. That's a fucking thankless job, just walking around doing that shit. What was I talking about? I was talking about the goddamn egg cream. No, I've been able to fucking look at these desserts, and they're looking back at me. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking across at Mike Singletary, and his eyes are getting all wide like he's going to come in and fuck me up. And I'm able to do the Dan Marino quick release and get the fuck away from it. And um, all it takes is like, you know, if you just dipped back into sugar again and you just did one thing, all it takes is like a day and a half and it's gone. If you've been on the sugar, if you're using, if you're avoiding your friends and your loved ones and you're just locking yourself in a closet consuming a fucking, you know, Entenmann's cake yourself, then, you know, it's going to take longer. But at least I got that out of my fucking life. But um, anyway, I watched a little football the other night, the uh, Buffalo Bills versus the uh, Denver Broncos, me and Paul Verzi. We picked the Monday night special on BetMGM. And, uh, I, you know, I watched that fucking game. Like, I can't figure out, like... I felt like both Josh Allen and uh, Russell were, were like, they were just, they're, they're just like in their heads. They were making throws that they don't normally make. It was kind of like a weird thing. Um, didn't understand why that was happening. Uh, and I still can't believe, like, how the fuck is Buffalo a five and five team? They were like stacked, they were loaded. What is going on? The whole fucking AFC East is just, it's just in shambles. Then the Dolphins came roaring out. Yeah, the Dolphins are going to do it. Then they've been shit in the bed. And now for whatever fucking reason, the Raiders are going down to Miami and they're like, they're like fucking the Dolphins are favored by like, I don't know, 62 points or something. I guess because they have that backup quarterback, the backup to the backup to the backup, like the Giants. I don't know. This is a weird time of year. People start getting fucking hurt. People start getting fired, right? People start eating, drinking egg creams. And what happens? It all goes to fucking shit. Um, anyway, I had one of my uh, buddies came to town and I went down to the comedy store last night to do a benefit. And I had this new idea that I wanted to do. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to open with this thing and just see where this goes. And it went absolutely perfectly. And of course, I didn't record it because I never record. And then I started mumbling it to myself when I got home and I was already fucking it up. And I was just like, why, 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 why wouldn't you just record it? Just to that first time, just to have it when you're speaking from the hat, right? 
and you're not thinking about why isn't this working like it did the other night or how did I say it last night? You're just fucking there. You're there and the crowd is there like those fucking cookies downstairs that my wife keeps buying, you know, because she likes something sweet every once in a while. And I just say, can you get this shit out of the... It's not fair. It's not fair to live with somebody and tell them to get all the cookies and chips out of the house. You know, they have to live like this, this, this all or nothing lifestyle because you don't know how to fucking control your impulses. You know? Nia can have some chips and then leave. She, You know what? She can walk away. She can fucking make a little money in blackjack and go back to the fucking, we're not me. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm staying at the table. All right? Splitting Oreos. <laughs> Sorry. Splitting Orioles like aces. You get it, everybody? I'll be in Vegas this Friday night. Oh, my God. Listen to these fucking people whining about this goddamn race. I'm going to call it right now. Despite all the boo birds, this is going to be the best visual fucking race in recent F1 history. Um, with all of those fucking casinos. Because you know something, as much as the one that I love, even though it's usually a boring race because the cars are so fucking wide you can't pass, is I love the one um, in uh, Monaco. You know what I mean? That was like, the, like Monaco, you just heard about that when I was a kid. This is before the internet. So you'd watch like a James Bond movie, you know, and he would be there with his white tuxedo and his fucking black tie. Just with a, just a stunning piece of ass next to him. And that's really what she was. You know what I mean? There was no fucking relationship. She was just there to hang out with the coolest guy on the planet and then get banged afterwards. And she was happy. You know, there was no Facebook to whine about, you know, that he fucking, I don't know what he did. You know, he, he fucking wrapped up in a riddle with the enigma of how he got her to go into bed with him or whatever. It was like, no. She saw a guy pull up in an Austin Martin, whatever the fuck he had, that silver fucking car. Okay, she saw the bulge, and I'm not talking about his dick. I'm talking about the gun, all right? So she's like, this is a dangerous man, all right? And then he goes in there. He's totally chill. He tells people how he likes his drink and the way he wants his name said. So now she's on his arm, right? And he's fucking winning, because what else would he be doing? You knew this guy was going to win. She saw a winner, and you know what? She wanted some of that for herself, and she would go back and bang this guy. That was my idea of what Monaco was, you know? But whenever you go to see the race, you know, they just show the fucking tracks. You know, they don't, they don't go to the casinos and see all of these people that saw that James Bond movie or whatever fucking movie I saw, you know? They don't show those people trying to recreate it, you know, by having children dig diamonds out of a mine. I mean, it's not a movie anymore. I mean, there's only a certain way you can get this money, okay? <laughs> In a movie, it's clean energy. In reality, it's, 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 definitely, it's definitely fucking something else. So anyway, um, yeah, that was the Monaco that I knew. And, and like, that's the only thing when I watched that race, I just wish that there was more of those shots of Monaco because I'm fucking fascinated. It's not, yeah, I always thought it was part of France. It isn't. It's a sovereign state, you know, like San Marino, Monaco, 
Sorry, I got a phone call, and look who walked in. Hello. It's the lovely Nia. It's me. I was just talking to them about how cool I think this race is going to be at F1. Oh, yeah? Because it's going to be at night like they do it in fucking Singapore. <laughs> Singapore. <laughs> Rob to the rich and give it to the Singapore. Are you just starting your podcast? I'll, I'll, I'll step out if you're doing your thing. I'm doing my thing. It's, I'm like 12 minutes in. Okay. All righty. All righty. All right. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. Nice to see everybody. <laughs> Not really, but, you know. <laughs> to hear everybody. Um, anyway, so um, I, the, long, the long of the short of this is um, I just, you know, Vegas, I mean, what? it's, it's fucking showbiz. They know what they're going to do. They're going to show off the gams, Right. They're going to show off the ladies. They, they're going to have all of those fucking casinos lit up. You got to watch. Even if you don't give a fuck, it's going to be at night. It's going to be so cool. And just to have that whole thing fucking lit up, I hope it's a huge success. You know what's funny? They already said that the, the race has made more money. It's made two times the amount of money that the Super Bowl is going to bring in. And what I think is hilarious about that is just like, well, for who? Not for the average Joe. Some guy living on fucking uh, Hard Luck Lane out there, right next to, you know, on the corner of Hard Luck and crapped out, right? Is he going to get a fucking check because the F1 went there? Well, it's going to create jobs. It's going to trickle down. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be a great, uh, a, a, a smashing success because what I'm hoping is, is that maybe uh, MotoGP comes there the next year and then we could have two races in the Americas, in the United States of the Americas. Um, personally, that's just my own selfish way of looking at this. Oh, by the way, I will be doing a show um, Friday night and, uh, you know, meeting a bunch of my old knucklehead friends from back in the day, old Billy Boy pre-comedy. And uh, we're going to do what we always do. We're going to fucking hang out. We're going to have some drinks. You know, I don't drink. What am I going to have? I have an Arnold Palmer. That's what the fuck I order. I order that at night like a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? It's so stupid. I just, what, what am I going to do? You know? I'm just, you know what it is? I used up all my fun days. I know I've said this before, but God damn it, I'm going to say it again. If, you, if I can give you any fucking advice as a younger person is go easy. I mean, have fun when you're young, but go, go, go easy. You know? You're already going to have to cut some shit out when you get older, but like to cut it all out. The cookies, the soda, the potato chips. It's like, well, well, I don't even know if there's even any fun in my life anymore. I just literally said that because Nia was walking in. (laughs) We have fun all the time. What are you talking about? I'm talking about how, you know, I'm at this age now Mm -hmm. where, you know, I didn't go to the gym when I was in New York. We were running around doing all of this stuff, having a good time. And like just not going for like four or five days. I was comparing it to like when you see a pride of lions take down an elephant Mm -hmm. and you're just rooting for the elephant. The elephant's you. And you know when your back legs collapse, (laughs) then that's just it. And you just see the trunk go up. There is nothing sadder in the fucking world than seeing an elephant get killed by a pride of lions. Oh my God, when did you see this? You see, but you used to watch all those weird animal attacks videos on YouTube. You were in a, in a phase for a while where you were just watching animals like brutalize each other. Well, yeah, I'm I'm fascinated with the whole thing, and then it makes Nature. me, and then it makes me think about God. 
Mm-hmm. Like, this is the only way that they can get sustenance is you had to create these fucking goddamn vampires with four legs. Okay. And then they go up to these guys that have teeth like us that are kind of just gnawing on a branch. And it's just like their their whole purpose in life is that they're food and they're going to be eaten alive. Whose purpose? Prey. Oh, well, I mean, but they're part of the whole, like, the circle of life, man. I know, but, like, they're like, God loves you. God loves everybody, and he does all this stuff, and he makes people like that. Yeah. He makes, oh. like, sociopaths, and then he just makes people kind of going down to the drinking water who are fucking honest, and they get fucking ripped apart. And it's just like, what is he yeah. doing? What is he waiting for? Yeah. When is uh, old Junior coming back? <laughs> <laughs> Junior, you're talking about Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hey, Seuss, if you're in a different part of the world, right? Yeah, what, what, the, what is he waiting for? This is getting yeah. too deep. Yeah, well, you're in a very, like, you know, contemplative, like, I feel like... Uh, is that a word? Yes, contemplative is a contemplative? word. Contemplative? No, contemplative. Is it tinnitus or tetanus? What? Is it tinnitus or tetanus? Those are two different things. You can have tinnitus or you get a tetanus shot. They're two no. different things, Bill. Oh, no, but some people, well, the way they say tinnitus, it sounds Felix? like... Alex? <laughs> are, we going, are we going down that path again? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Billy's trying to pronounce things over here. Oh, no, you've been having like a very sort of existential, sort of like spiritual questioning, you know, the last year, especially, I feel like. Oh. oh yeah, you're asking, you're asking all the questions, man. Oh, yeah. Is it annoying you? No, 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 no. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm watching you go on this journey. These different things seem to happen, and it makes you like... <laughs> Why does this happen? Why is this allowed to happen? And I'm just picturing you over in the corner. Just let him work through it. Just let him work That's through it. That's pretty much my philosophy yeah. when it comes to you now. Now, after 20 years of being together, I'm just like, just let him work through it. Just let him work through it. I was All actually right. thinking about something that, like you mentioned recently, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to let him work through that. You had your opinion about it, so I'm just going to let you like work. I have my opinion about it, but I let you work through it, you know? All right. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank All right. Well, that, I mean, you're yeah. welcome. <laughs> all right. I do that with you too. Yeah. What do you mean? You know, you just get all fucking going. <laughs> I get going. Yeah. Me. <laughs> it's like fishing. I just let you fucking tie yourself on, then I gradually bring you back to the boat. It's gonna be okay, Nia. Let's just stick you in the fucking ice chest here, have you cool off, and we'll uh, we'll work it out. Yeah. 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 No. We've been having some really good arguments lately. Yeah. It only gets to medium heat. And then we're like, what the fuck are we? I don't want to argue. And then we All bring right. it back. What are you trying to do here? What am I trying to do here? And then that's it. No, we've been having a great time. I've been having a great time with you. It's right. life is life. Let's, is, life you is know, good. well, if you know what's good for you, you'll keep that going. All right. Oh, really? Yeah. If you know what's good for you, you'll huh? keep that going. Hey, listen, don't threaten me during the fucking holiday season. <laughs> all right. I'll take all these decorations and walk. Oh, please. <laughs> All right, get out of here. Let me finish this fucking oh, thing. Oh, are you kicking me out now? Well, I don't know what you're doing here. You're like half here, half not. All right, all right. I'm out of here. How did Rich Eisen go? Oh, it went great, Nia. Thank you for asking. That mean it's... Eisen, I, you want to be out of here. How did Rich Eisen go? I'm sure you... It went great. I, I love that guy. I love that guy. You know, my favorite thing about, about him is when you go into the green room. He's got these pictures of him with his kid. You can just tell he's an awesome dad. Not to mention on his desk, it says greatest dad ever. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I always looked at that. I'm like, I know one of his kids gave him that for like fathers. You can tell. Right, right. You can tell. You know what I mean? Like when you go into somebody's fucking office that's successful and all it is is their awards and like pictures of them with other people standing there with those big faces and the fucking tuxedos, you're like, all right. Then you go like that guy's been fucking doing this for almost 30 years. 
wildly successful, and you go in and he's got pictures of him and his kids. I think that's really nice. That's sweet. Yeah. You know, it's okay. called it's called fucking uh, knowing what's important. That's right. All right, which brings me back to you. If you knew it was important, <laughs> you'd go downstairs and make me a fucking sandwich. Before, and don't make oh, me ask Jesus, you with the sandwich again. already. I offered to make you a sandwich last night. You didn't want it. Oh, because it was late at night. I definitely wanted one. You did, but you... You know what I'm back to? What? I'm back to the handful of raw cashews yes, and a glass and of... a glass of water. It totally fills you up, no, though. No, that's the way to go. I oh, my God, you guys. Night when I wanted tacos, you, you said to me, have a handful of cashews and some water and you'll be psyched. And I didn't do that. I went I know, but how way. psyched were you with the... It wasn't that good. That's the thing. Well, I was going to go to a taco truck with the real fucking... People yeah. making it, yeah. and instead, when I went, was they weren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. And then for the first time in my fucking life, I uh, I went to a Del Taco. I've never been to one. I was never a Taco Bell guy. Taco Bell for me, Taco Bell for over, me, oh, for me, Taco Bell over Del Taco. Although apparently Del Taco has great cheeseburgers, but I would never think to get a cheeseburger from Del Taco. But I prefer. Taco Bell over Del Taco, just because of how they season the meat. I just feel like they're out of ideas at Taco Bell, and they just keep doing this incestuous thing with with with, with Mexican thing. cuisine. Yeah, they right. Just completely. This is a, this is a gordita waka burrito, yeah. whatever the fuck it's, they're doing it's over there. It's always like a yeah, a tortilla wrapped inside. It's Nazi a, doctor shit. <laughs> Let's sew a fucking taco to a burrito and stick it in a fucking empanada, and uh, then yeah. put some cilantro on top it's of like, it, like and give it a name that ends in a fucking sort of Mexican sounding name. Right, right. It's not even like a real thing. It's kind of like that. It's like the turducken, you know, when people put the 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 chicken and the turkey and a duck together. You should immediately immediately be on a serial killer watch list if you have yeah i agree it's too much why are you doing all that it's just you no but it's 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 the combining of of different species and sewing them together and then fucking cook i saw that french chef that one time (laughs) was doing something like that and he actually stepped back and he looked at it Mm -hmm. what he was doing and then he just and he had three michelin stars Mm -hmm. at his place and he just walked away from all of it went totally veggie and then came back and got three stars again. I mean, that guy's one of the baddest dudes ever that I can't remember his name. I'm going to go. Are you talking with... about Daniel Hume from 11 Madison Park? No, I'm talking about Jacques Pierre Francois <laughs> from San Marino via the Vatican. All right, Nia, if yeah. you had to go to every, any sovereign city, what where... does sovereign mean? Free? I think what it really means what is, is we don't pay taxes. We've made so much money, we're not even in a country anymore. What options do I have? Russian whores. Being paid in gold, <laughs> being paid in gold. I don't know what happens at these places. So what are you asking me? Well, I'm not asking it like that to have that kind of a fucking response. No, I just don't understand what you mean. If you had to go in any sovereign state, where would you want to go? Sovereign state, not city. Sovereign but state. But I don't know what those sovereign states Monaco, are. Monaco, San Marino, the Vatican, San Marblehead. A lot of people don't know Marblehead, Massachusetts. Mas- I was going to say Massachusetts? No, Marble- Marblehead is a sovereign state. They are not governed... By at all by the rules of Massachusetts. Really? Yeah, they had, so it goes back to the King of England. I don't know. I've I'm never fucking been with to, you. It's not. Yeah, it's I was not, gonna say that doesn't make any sense. I, I don't know any of those places like that, so I don't know. Monaco seems pretty sexy and glitzy and glamorous. Doesn't it? Now, what do you what do you base that on? Because me, it was James Bond. Yeah, it's anything that's been in movies. It's the Bad Bunny song and video accompaniment. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Bad Bunny, behave. Yeah. Isn't that where 
one of your races that you like? Isn't F1 in Monaco? Yeah. Yeah. It's not as exciting because the cars are so wide, there's barely any passing. Yeah. And I just wish that they would show. And then I used to always think that those were all rich people on their yachts. But it isn't. It's a bunch of shitheads like me that bought tickets to sit on somebody's yacht. And be like, can you believe we're on a yacht? As the cars go by, which I would totally do. I was going to say, can we do that, though? Because that sounds fabulous. It is. But until you realize this, it's like sitting in grandstands, but you're on a boat. Grandstands. Oh, like in the in like Yeah, the like you're sitting. In, it's like the bleachers, but you're on a yacht. Oh. That's how much money. That's how much money Monaco has. That their bleachers are on like a yacht. That still but sounds I, amazing. But I still think the. But I think the to just sort of take in the city, mm-hmm. then you'd be able to see more of the city. But they kind of go around that corner and go right into the tunnel, so then you can't really see them. So then you're kind of hoping somebody goes over the fucking side like that one guy did in the open carpet. Oh my God. <laughs> that was racing. The fucking, the fucking car was like... Oh, well, that was racing. Yeah, it was like three feet off the ground. The fucking front end's lifting up and the guy just loses traction and just fucking goes... Is he okay? Nah, he died. Oh my God, Bill. Yeah, you don't fucking... You, can't, you couldn't drive a, a 19 fucking 59 anything. Anything. You couldn't drive a 1959 anything and go 70 miles an hour off a cliff into some fucking water. Aww. Well, rest in peace to that man. That's terrible. Rest in pieces. I think what it really was. <gasps> oh, my God. I'm fucking... I don't even know if he died. I've just seen... Well, look, there's a video of it. Okay. Maybe you should check and see if he made it. <laughs> I think he died. No, I have total respect for the guy. Okay. You know? What I always picture is just his eyes... All, All right, fucking wide is, behind the goggles. Macabre. Okay, let's 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 move on. Oh, we let's talked about on. we talked about that how people want to stay in hotel rooms where people died. Oh yeah. And I just like what in the fucking. That's you though. Fuck? What are you it talking was, about? You were talking about a hotel that you wanted to stay in that somebody died at, and I was saying how it creeped me out. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. No. It just happens. They just redid the hotel. Still. I want to stay at the hotel. And I looked up what room it happened in and it said, I want to stay in any room but that room. Okay. First of all, people have died in every fucking hotel. The amount okay. of hotel rooms that you've probably been in no. where they had to cut up the carpet and lay down some all new right, shit because right, of right. what happened. Yes. I know I have. I stayed in so many fucking motels. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, 100%. 100% shit happened in there. But the thing is, you don't know it. The thing about it is, is knowing it and going there. Just don't get the, 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 that light. What's that light? The black light. Black light. Don't get the black light going. The I've not, you know, I've gone, I've gone to the light aisle in every fucking hardware store. I've never seen a black light. I don't understand what a black light is. It's light, but it's black. Yeah. It's, it's like two different up. things, man. <laughs> it's like velvet revolver. It's get, hot, man. It's soft. I'll get, I'll get you one for Christmas and you can take it on the road with you. and You can check all your, your hotel rooms. Before you go in there, I don't think you want to do that, but you know. You know what's funny about me? It wouldn't even bother me. It wouldn't? No. Why? Because I would just look at it logically. Like, I've been laying in this filth my entire life and nothing bad has happened. Right, right, right. I don't so walk out. out I don't walk out and people go, You got somebody else's jizz on you. Nobody can see it. <laughs> now, I wouldn't go to a nightclub. You wouldn't go to a nightclub. I wouldn't go to a nightclub after laying in, in a fucking hotel room. Right. <laughs> Wait, what? You wouldn't go to a nightclub after? Yeah, because they always have those room? fucking lights where all the sh- all the lint and everything oh, show up on you. I see what you mean. You know, yes, when you if you course. wore the wrong shirt, you yes. threw a towel in with your shirt, yes. and it's like, no, you're not getting any pussy tonight. Yeah. Bum 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 bum. Yeah. Do. 
<laughs> Game show over. Exactly. All right there, pockets. All right. I'll see you later. I'll see you later. I'm going yeah. to dip out now. It was nice talking to you. I was going to say, nice being on the podcast. Yeah, all right. All right. All right, then. Take it easy. Okay. Don't, no reason to be fucking hostile. <laughs> Um, all right, let me do the uh, the reads here for the week, for the week, for the week, for the week. Um, W-E-A-K, for the week, meaning me. All right, let's look up freckledballs.org at AOL.com. There it is. All right. Um, live reads, 1116. Oh, look who it is, everybody. It's Simply Safe. You know, there's never a wrong time to protect your home. But this fall happens to be an especially good time. What do they let somebody out? It's fucking ominous. Because you can oh, because you can get up to 50% off on a brand new Simply Safe home security system. All right, everybody's still locked up. It was named the best home security of 2023 by US News and World Report. Simply Safe is a comprehensive protection, is comprehensive protection for the whole home with advanced sensors that detect break ins, fires, floods, and more, plus HD cameras for both inside and out. It's powered by 24 7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, half the cost of traditional home security, with new 24 7 live guard protection and the smart alarm wireless indoor camera. Monitoring agents can see and speak to intruders. <laughs> can I please get video of that? Ah, you thought you were pretty smart, didn't you? You weren't expecting Simply Safe. They got to have the other thing. Like, once you start talking to them when they're in their house, they then you lock all the fucking doors. And then they're trapped like a rat. Uh, I've seen some of those videos. Uh, helping stop crime in real time, a powerful technology exclusively from Simply Safe. Yeah, like you take the fucking door handles off. On the inside, if you've seen some businesses do that, it's fucking amazing. And then the guy's just freaking out. And then what's great is by the time the cops get there, the burglar is so tired from trying to kick open the door or climb the fucking walls. It's an easy cuff for him. Uh, satisfaction is backed by Simply Safe's money back guarantee. Try Simply Safe for 60 days, risk free. If you don't love it, return your system for a full refund. Dottie. I like you. Like! Um, one of the greatest lines ever delivered in a movie. Rest in peace, Paul Rubens. Uh, for a limited time, listeners can get a special 50% off any Simply Safe system with a fast protect plan. Visit simplysafe.com slash burr. That's simplysafe.com slash burr. S I M P L I S A F E dot com slash burr. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Ah, fuck, there's another one. I thought I was done. Oh, coincidentally, it's Helix, everybody. Helix? You know, it's Helix Sleep. The Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, and a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. So, how will you know... What about people who shit the bed? Do they got something for that? How will you know? <laughs> and I don't mean literally. I mean figuratively. You had a big meeting. You forgot what you were going to say, and you just shit the bed. You didn't make any money. Like maybe they have something that sort of cradles you, you know, and they have a helix hand to rub your forehead to tell you it's going to be okay. 
All right, that's a different mattress. Anyway, so how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix sleep quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief in your sleep on your if you sleep on your side, sorry. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body. There it is. For essential support in the stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. You know what they should do? They should make like a, the foam be like how you are on your back. And then if you roll to your left, it's just like an, an imprint of your left and then an imprint to your right. And it looks like that. You know, and just throughout the night, you can just kind of do that. Am I nuts? And then all the way on the other side is laying on your stomach. This is what Steve Jobs did. He would just say shit like that, and then other people invented it, and then he got the fucking credit. Uh, plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if and if you if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It's the perfect combination of comfort and support. Don't want to take my word for it. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired magazine. It is even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution. Solution. Solution, solution, Helix, for um, improving your sleep. Helix is offering 25% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for your listeners, uh, for our listeners in honor of Black Friday. Well, let me give, give, do yourself a favor. If you go into one of those Black Friday events, wrap those two fucking pillows around your goddamn head so you come out of there alive. Uh, go to helixsleep.com slash burr and use the code HELIXPARTNERS20. Partner, 25, H-E-L-I-X-P-A-R-T-N-E-R-2-5. H-E-L-I-X-P-A-R-T-N-E-R-2-5. That was a different time signature. Uh, it's th this is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. All right, and that is the podcast. We have a bonus half-hour special of the, Monday of, of the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Have a great weekend, you can't. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, November 16th, 2015. What's going on? How are you? How are you? Blah, 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 and all of that shit. Um, I am back out here in Los Angeles, and guess what? Oh, Freckles is on vacation. That's right. I did my last gig of the year. My last road gig, I should say. Let me drink tea on this one because my fucking voice is shot as you can hear after uh my past weekend but i'm i don't have any more fucking road gigs i don't got any more shit to do i think i do have to go back to new york to promote f is for family by the way which is coming out on netflix december 18th the same day that they're releasing fucking star wars oh my god dude I want to go see. It's a prequel. You can look at a little cute Chewbacca. See him when he was only fucking a puppy. Right? Is that what they do? Whatever. So we're competing against Star Wars or whatever. So I need you guys to please. I, I tweeted out the, uh, the trailer for it. I need you guys to, uh, if you're ever going to be there for me, which I like to think you are all the time. I like to think you care. <laughs> um, 
If you guys could retweet the, t- uh, the trailer, show it to as many people as you possible. All ages, all races, all sexes, transgenders, anybody. Just get people to watch this fucking show. Because uh, I think it's really funny, and I think you guys are, uh, you know, if you like this shit, you're going to like that shit. You know, there you go, whatever. So uh, that comes out December 18th. That's the big thing uh, I got coming up. So, But other than that, I don't, I don't got shit to do. I don't got shit to do. I just got back from the airport, LAX. I immediately came in here to do the podcast. And uh, the second this is over, I'm going downstairs. I'm taking a shower, and I'm putting on pajamas. And I'm not taking them off until fucking Thanksgiving. I think that's the next time I actually have to be required to wear fucking clothes. You know, some sort of respectable clothes. You know? You can't have your fucking... uh, just my, my dad used to walk around in his underwear all the fucking time. It was just totally acceptable. Tidy whities in a t-shirt. You have a dad like that? Who he had no chill out clothes? My dad was a suit and he would just come home, just take his suit off and then would be walking around with his dark dress socks on and his tidy whitey. He always just walked around my whole fucking, it was just completely fucking normal. In fact, I mean, the only time he ever put on pajamas was when he was sick and it looked weird. Um, but anyways, <laughs> as I was saying, the second this is over, that's it. I'm jumping in the shower, and I'm putting on my fucking PJs, and I'm going to watch a bunch of Bruins games that I taped. I'm so fucking happy right now um, with the whole way this weekend went. Madison Square Garden, from the bottom of my heart, if you were one of the many people that came out that night, that was the single greatest moment of my stand-up career. I, I can't even put it into words. I can't believe that it happened. Um, I just, from the second I got on stage to the second it ended, I did like 90 minutes. I went on stage, right? And before I went on stage, I was like, what time do I have to be off? And they were like, you can't go past 1030 because then the union kicks in and then I don't make any fucking money, right? So I, you know, I went on stage a little before nine and I got off at like 1028. I just, I think I said at one point to the crowd that I I didn't want to get off and, uh, they fortunately applauded. And then I just kept going and, um, I did every joke that I could think of and it was fucking amazing. My apologies though. I do have to apologize to, uh, the people that were up to my right, I thought they were drunk yelling at me. What they were yelling was that they couldn't hear. There was evidently a couple of pockets during Verzi and DeRosa. Um, I felt bad for Verzi because he thought they were heckling him and stuff, and it kind of messed up his set a little bit, but he still killed. But um, I thought they were just drunk. I was like, oh, is this a bunch of yahoos who got a box, and now they're, they're going to be screaming at setups? But they were actually yelling that they couldn't hear. So from what I heard, 10 minutes into my act, they fixed it. And uh, so you heard the last hour and 20. So my apologies. I feel real bad about that. Um, I don't know why that happened. Um, But anyways, uh, I'll take you through the whole day. How about I take you through? You know, I I checked in on on you on Thursday. Friday, the day before Madison Square Garden. All right. Um, I went down to uh, the stand to go do a spot. And I went up there and I fucked around trying out this new material. Shit that I didn't do at Madison Square Garden. And, you know, it went well and everything. And one of the owners over there was was telling me to fucking um, make sure I enjoy Madison Square Garden and blah, 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 and all this type of shit. And the whole fucking time I was downplaying Madison Square Garden. Um, 
And the reality was, because I had to, because it's fucking Madison Square Garden. If I actually thought about the magnitude of it, I don't know what would have happened. So I just kept downplaying it and everything. And um, so I, I did a spot there. And then later on, after I, I did a spot at Stand Up New York, I'm sorry, The Stand, showing my age there, I walked over to the Gramercy where they had the goddamn comedy jam. Um, so I'm drinking my fucking tea here. And uh, I went over there, and it was the best comedy jam show that I've seen to date. Um, Josh and all the guys had been on the road doing the show, so the band was sounded the best I ever heard them sound. Um, I got to do a sound check there during the day. And you just feel some, I'm telling you, some um, venues just have the magic. And you walked in, and you're like, this is going to be a sick show. And Josh and all the guys were excited, going, dude, there's going to be no chairs. Everyone's going to be standing up. There's going to be 600 people in here, fucking packed. So um, so anyway, so we were going to close out the show doing Paradise City um, because, you know, it's just a great fucking anthem to end the show with. And also, what's-his-face, Josh was going, dude, that's your funniest fucking costume. Like, that blonde wig looks fucking ridiculous. So I'm like, all right, cool, we'll do that. So um, everybody went on and killed... Mateo Lane crushed it singing that uh, Whitney Houston song, I Will Always Love You, right? Crushed it. Then Eliza Schlesinger went up there. She fucking killed it. Um, then I saw Big Jay Okerson, who's one of my favorite comics. Absolutely loved the guy. He sang that song, Is It Weezer? Say It Ain't So. And he was so fucking relaxed and so comfortable. And Big Jay can actually sing. He was crushing it. And the whole fucking room was singing along with him. And I'm going, look at the guy. Why, how, how is he that fucking comfortable doing that shit? He's just killing it. And uh, I was thinking maybe because, you know, he opened up for all these bands. Like he opened up for Corn, Insane Clown Posse. So those could be really hostile crowds. He knew how to handle them. So I'm thinking, well, maybe he's just like, this is a layup. These people actually want me to hear it. So he was walking around like it was no big deal, but was funny. The second he got off stage, he turned into a little kid. He was just like, dude, that's like the coolest thing I ever did. <laughs> he crushed it. Then Hannibal Burris came in and sang Benny and the Jets. And by the way, everybody does stand-up beforehand. You got to check the show out. You know, does all their best shit, talks about going to shows. So makes the crowd laugh. They get great stand-up, and then you get to make watch them, uh, you know, act like an idiot in front of a band. And then um, I went on in the end. And did uh, um, Paradise City, and it was just uh, yeah, it's just so it was just it was fucking sick. It was just such a great environment there, and everyone was standing up, and um, and then it's also always fucking hilarious to walk out, you know, dressed up as a you know have a fucking wig on and shit, and then just go into my act, you know, talking about people that I think are fucked up as I'm standing there wearing this stupid wig and a leather vest. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up having a great time. The drums were tuned up fucking just sounded amazing. So um, then I ended up hanging out with Bartnick, and we ended up in this Irish pub, just me and him and, uh, and the bartender. And we ordered like one beer, and in the course of doing, you know, sipping on the beer, we all did like three shots and then another shot with the bartender. We just had the best fucking time. Just that New York shit. All of a sudden, it's 3 in the morning. You go into a deli. You get a bacon, egg, and cheese. All this shit you shouldn't be fucking eating. And we went back to my apartment and just sat there, uh, you know, 
talking about how we were going to be at the garden the next day. So um, anyway, so the next day comes and now here it is. And I'm still downplaying it going like, I'm not even fucking excited for this. Maybe I over downplayed this fucking thing. So as I mentioned during the day, I was going to have them, uh, I rented a drum kit and I loaded it into, uh, had them loaded into fucking Madison Square Garden and the goddamn Comedy Jam guys came over and we played for an hour and a half in an empty Madison Square Garden. It was like my manager, my agent, my father-in-law was there, my publicist, a couple of other people, that was it. And, uh, and Ben Bailey who I knew played guitar and had a studio and everything, I actually texted him a few days earlier. I said, hey, Ben, I'm in New York, and we've been trying to get together and jam for fucking, like, five years. I said, hey, man, do you want to, uh, can you play on Saturday? And he goes, yeah, man. He goes, I just finished my studio at my house. You got to come by. And I just wrote back, now nah, I got a better place. And he writes back, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I can't even see my place. How do you know it's better? So I said, you want to fucking... You know, go to Madison Square Garden. He fucking freaked out. So we got a set list together and all that shit. Obviously, all the shit that I did with the Comedy Jam guys, we had that down. And Ben Bailey's like a fucking Black Sabbath freak. So we learned War Pigs. And we were supposed to learn one other. I don't know if we ever got got to it. but um, So we ended up going in there, right? And there was all these guys setting up chairs and shit for the show that night. And I was like, oh, man, I don't want to sit up here and making all this noise, you know, fucking ruining this thereafter. And I go, when are they going to be done setting up the chairs so we don't bug them? They go, ah, no, no, they're used to it. They're used to it. Go ahead and get up there and play. And um, we started playing. It was fucking unbelievable. And the people working there actually got into it. They thought it was cool that we were doing it because they know we were just geeking out. And they started, they started turning on the lights, you know, doing like a light show as we were playing in an empty fucking Madison Square Garden. And by the end of it, they uh, they had the video guy comes down and he starts filming us. So I guess on the last song, we were up on the Jumbo Trauma. I think we closed with Paradise City again. But we did like Custard Pie. We did War Pigs, Welcome to the Jungle, Dr. Feelgood. Uh, my publicist also played drums. He went up there. They did Wanted, Dead or Alive. It just all this arena rock shit. My agent went up there, had to drag him up there. He, he went up and he played. Um... I'll, and I'm going to post these, some of these pictures, too, that that, uh, that we had a photographer who was going to be there for that night. He posted them, and we had the best fucking time, and I really think that it helped me for my show that night because I kind of went in there and got a feel for the room, got my stink in there a little bit, you know, and um, just got on the train, went back to my apartment, and Nia was getting ready, and I was just sitting there as I was waiting for her to get ready, and I was... Uh, I was drinking a Budweiser, right? And I never drink before shows, ever. I don't give a fuck how far ahead it is, right? So she just goes, you having a beer? And I was like, yeah. She goes, you never drink before shows? I was like, no. No, I don't. Just felt like having one. She goes, are you nervous? And I was like, nope. <laughs> and I don't know why. I don't know why. It just I wasn't nervous. I should have been, but I wasn't. And I went down to the arena, and everybody was there. Had a bunch of people in the dressing room hanging out, talking, almost right up till we went on. Usually I'm like, get the fuck out of here for the last 10 minutes. Let me be alone with my thoughts. I just, you know what it was? I did those two weeks on tour uh, um, through the Midwest, and then I did that run through Pennsylvania and down in Florida. So I was just, 
I was on my game and um, I just felt like it was going to be a good time. So, so the moment of truth comes, right? Verzi shows up, of course, you know, wearing his sweater and his fucking Jordans or whatever the fuck he had. I forget what he had. Air Max. DeRosa showed up with wearing this fucking hipster old lady sweater, which I actually made fun of when I got on stage. So Joe Bartnick goes out and uh, he does the voice of God. You know, I got the video for that. I'm going to post that, too. Um, it was fucking hilarious watching. He got people so fucking amped up. Right. So Verzi goes up. He does his thing. DeRosa does his thing. And then they. Uh, and then we showed the trailer for the first time ever. We showed the F is for Family trailer, um, which I literally had to walk into the tunnel and block my ears because I, I didn't want to handle if they weren't liking it. So after it was done, I heard it got a nice round of applause and the Netflix people, everybody was excited that uh, that had done well. I hope I'm not boring you guys with this shit. I feel like I'm babbling here. Um, and then it was the moment of truth going on stage to do stand-up comedy at Madison Square Garden, sold-out fucking show. And uh, Verzi introed me. And I don't know, I just walked out there, and I forget what I said, but it just was one of those things. It's like you hit your first shot, and you're like, all right, it's going to be a good game. And um, for the next 90 minutes, I don't think I've ever been more present. I just totally fucking enjoyed every last second of it i did every joke that i wanted to do i was improvising i was fucking around i think i trashed babe ruth at one point because me and Giannis papas had this big debate about it um and i ended up telling this story about me and verzi smoking a cigar in his garage that's how i ended and uh and it was over and i and i outroed uh the outro music was, oh, I went on stage to the song remains the same because the name of the show was, does anybody remember laughter? It was just like a fucking perfect, it was a perfect night. And then the outro music was Frank Sinatra singing New York, New York, which I thought was perfect. It was a nod to, you know, they played at Yankee stadium and everything and Madison square garden is such a legendary venue. And, uh, and I got off dude. And it was just, it was, it was, unbelievable everybody that I, I care about was backstage was flipping out saying what a great show it was and um yeah and i was worried i was worried and the only thing i was worried about was that the next day i was going to have a letdown like i was going to have that whole now what and you know all the big you know it's like after you open all the gifts on christmas you know that feeling of melancholy i thought i was going to feel that i didn't the next day i woke up I just felt great. I felt satisfied. I felt at peace. I was just like, if I never get to do that again, I couldn't have done it any better. And I, I enjoyed every last fucking second of it. It was the night of my life. And of course, I recorded it. And I will be putting that one out on vinyl. My act is not ready to be a special yet, but uh, that will definitely be. And I'm putting out every fucking second of that. So it might be a double album. Um, I'll put that out, hopefully, after my next special. Um, but it was it was incredible. The only part of the night that wasn't fun was uh, when we went to the after party. Um, one of the people that I work with um, knows uh, goes actually dates. Uh, I don't want to say that business dates this guy who's a big fucking fan of the UFC. So somehow he had the UFC feed on uh, on his computer. 
And Nia was screaming, going, Bill, get over here, get over here. Ronda's having a tough time, blah, blah. And I was just talking to some people, and I didn't want to be rude. Um, and then I just saw Nia go, oh, my God, oh, my God, put her hand over her mouth. And uh, I went over there, and I saw the replay of Ronda getting knocked out. And I got it. I haven't had a feeling like that since I watched Tyson get knocked out. It's just something like, you know, you just, I don't know. I love greatness, and I didn't, I didn't want to see, you know, I didn't want to see that. Congratulations to Holly Holm. I hope I'm saying her f- name right so she doesn't kick me in the fucking jaw and neck, but that was fucking brutal. Brutal to watch, and um, it's one of the reasons why I have such respect for fighters is they know that, that they keep fighting eventually, you know, on any given night, even if somebody's not as good as you, you can just get caught. And I hate when something like that happens, and then people say, yeah, you know, you know, what's up now, bitch, and blah, 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 like you ever had the balls to fucking go in there. Um, I obviously think Ronda's going to be back. I mean, she's only 28 years old, you know, whatever. She got caught. I actually think now she'll probably become a better fighter because uh, that whole fucking pressure of, of um, being undefeated is gone. And she can just focus on what she needs to do. But uh, that was fucking brutal, man. That was really brutal. And it actually reminded me, I had this flashback. Aside from the fact when I watched Tyson get knocked out by Buster Douglas, I watched that uh, over my buddy's house, up in his bedroom, right? We were like, I think we were underage. Yeah, we were underage. No, we weren't. No, we weren't. Were we? I can't even remember how long ago. I just remember we were drinking beers. In his bedroom, right? And he had this fucking TV in his bedroom, which was fucking ridiculous back in the day. If you had a fucking TV in your bedroom, it was insane. Most houses had one TV and maybe a little kitchen TV. And we were watching it on this fucking thing. And um, I, I just I just remember I, I just remember sitting there and just hand over my mouth. I couldn't fucking believe it. You just never thought Tyson was going to lose. And I felt the same way about Ronda. And, um, but <clears throat> that's happened two times on big gigs for me that there's been a big fight where something unbelievable happened. Sorry, drinking the tea here. Um, the first one was uh, was the first time I ever did Comics Come Home, which I believe was the second one. Afterwards, the after party was in this bar, and they had the Tyson-Holyfield fight, the one where Tyson was biting Holyfield's fucking ears. And... Uh, you know, the bar was loud, so you couldn't hear the announcers. So you had no idea what was going on. And the second time when, like, Holyfield was, like, grabbing, you know, put his, like, gloves up, like, trying to grab his ear, and he was did that fucking temper tantrum almost, like a little kid jumping up and down. We're like, what the fuck's going on with him, man? He looks like he's, like, on fire or something. And then somebody finally just goes, dude, did he? Like, dude, did he fucking bite his ear? Right? And then all of a sudden it just became that. And then, you know, when he went to the... It was kind of cool to actually see what the sound down. And then they focused in on his ear, the blood, and the little bit taken out of his ear. And everybody in the crowd just going like, dude, what the fuck? Um, and that was beyond a surreal night. It was the first, like, big gig. It was the first time I ever met Dennis Leary. And there was all these famous guys on the show. And Leary knew all these hockey guys. Cam Mealy was there. Fucking uh, um, Chris Nyland was there. Rick Middleton. I couldn't fucking believe it. And then I'm watching this sick fight, and I'm watching them reacting like regular fight fans. Like, oh, dude, did he fucking bite him in the air? Like, well, you know, just acting regular. So um, I got to admit, that was really fucking tough to see. That was tough to see. Ugh. 
That fucking picture of her just taking that shot, man. I, I hate seeing that. Happens to just about every... Other than Rocky Marciano, that happens to every great fighter. Um, so anyway, so that was that night. All right? So here we go. My Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Friday, I get to fucking do the goddamn comedy jam in front of 600 standing room only people at the Gramercy Theater. Saturday... I jam during the day in an empty Madison Square Garden and have the set of my fucking life at, at this most famous arena and all that shit, the Mecca and all that crap that I always hate that they say it, you know, as a Celtic fan, but Boston Guard doesn't exist anymore. Um, and then Sunday, how do you top it? How do you top it? Where do you go? I went to the Giants-Patriots game. It's hilarious. Me and a buddy of mine, we Ubered over there, right? And uh, and we knew like another like two or three other groups of two that were going there. We were all looking for a tailgate. We were trying to meet up with each other. We just showed up like the guy just pulls up to like the exit off of the highway, and we just get out there, you know, stumbling up the fucking hill with a twelve pack in our hand, and they let us into this this uh, gated area where they had tailgates. I felt like I was in like a tent city, and we were just wandering around like uh, two men without a country, and we finally just ended up sitting on like this jersey barrier oh i remember what happened um a couple more of my friends showed up and they were they were like did you find a tailgate i was like nah i tweeted it out but nobody got back to me about uh letting us crash that tailgate and my buddy was like well when we walked in these people asked us if we had any beers so we walked back over and we literally traded beers for food and joined their tailgate. It was like, uh, we were like fur trappers. Instead of having pelts, we had like fucking Bud Light and shit. And um, cooked us up some burgers. They were all giant fans and, uh, you know, breaking our balls about losing the Super Bowl. But, you know, we were cool. We were like, yeah, dude, you guys fucking own us. We haven't beat you since the end of 2007. There's nothing we can say. I fucking love Eli, you know. He's a big, he's a fucking gamer. But I hate him because he always breaks our heart. So we fucking go in. We watch the game. I can't even intelligently talk what was going on. I was still flying so fucking high from MSG. And I was drinking, of course. And um, there was this little girl kept giving us shit, tearing up stuff and throwing it at us. And we weren't being assholes. We laughed at it at first. And then she just kept giving us shit. She was like seven. You know, at some point you're looking at the parents like, can, can, you, can you not have... Uh, her at behaving this way what, what are you trying to do she's like going to be one of the worst sports fans ever she's going to get one of her boyfriends knocked the fuck out when she gets older because she's going to behave this way but the person did nothing so um we watched the game and i thought once again you know once when we scored that touchdown they called that bullshit holding call i was like ah, oh, here we go here we go what's going to happen but finally tom brady had some eli football god luck he threw a fucking pick to end the game, and they dropped it. Um, so there you go. I said Eli was due. I said the man was fucking due to have a game where the football doesn't bounce his way or whatever. But uh, he, it's not like he screwed up or anything. He didn't throw a fucking pick. He actually threw a touchdown. Great play by Malcolm Butler. Um I didn't get to really see the replay. I saw it on the Jumbotron, but I'm sure if I was watching at home, I'd probably say, you know, back in the day, that would have been considered a touchdown. Um, but who knows with these whole new fucking football move rules or whatever. But um, it was great, dude. It was great to see them fucking win the game. And it was great to see, you know, to be able to say that I saw Brady and Eli 
play against each other live. I saw Brady and Peyton Manning play each other live way back in 04 when Manning was still on the Colts and hadn't won a Super Bowl yet. Um, so that was a great one to see. But it all paled in comparison to uh, doing Madison Square Garden. So there you go. There's a 24-minute story of my fucking last three days. Um, i got to read some uh, advertising here. But once again, to, I, I can't thank the people that showed up enough. Um, that, that, that was, it was unfucking believable. You know, it's funny when I left too, Verzi was, was, you know, all amped up and shit. Now, you know, I was flying high. It was just sick. We walked over to the after party right down like the streets in New York and Verzi was flipping out going, dude, you realize what you just did in there? Do you realize how hard you realize? And I was just like, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> it's the best I can fucking do. And then we went in, I went to the after party, we drank, we smoked cigars. It was fucking sick. And then ended the night with a bacon, egg, and cheese. That's fucking, it was the shit. It's the shit. And now I'm on vacation. Um, I remember somebody said to me, oh, now what? Now I'm trying to put that in my head. Now what? It's like, what, what do you mean, now what? Now what? Now I enjoy my evening. No, no, what's next? I don't give a fuck. Like, you're not supposed to be able to top something like that. What you're supposed to go in there is enjoy every fucking second of it and do the best you can possibly do, which is what I did. So I am told, there is no what's next. I don't, I, you know, I, I couldn't believe when the person asked me that. It's just like, do you understand how much I love doing stand-up? I do it right now in front of six people. And if I got a new bit out of it, I'd still be excited. It's always got to be some cunt fucking ruining. Uh-oh. Is my dog back? Hey, buddy! Look who's home! Cleo, get down! Jesus Christ! Hey! What's going on? All right, all right, all right, get down, get down! Oh, Cleo, hang on a second. I haven't seen her in two weeks. I gotta give her a proper hello. What do you say there, buddy? Come here! What's up, buddy? What's up, buddy? What's up? You got a bath? Look at you. Yeah, okay, all right, I'm doing the podcast. I'm doing the podcast. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm back. I'm back. Look at you, huh? The old blue bear. The old blue bear's back in the building. I haven't seen my dog in two weeks. You and I, lady. Cleo, you and I are going to go on some fucking hikes, my friend. I'm in town for the rest of the year. What do you think about that? You know, I put on some pounds, and I'm going to get back in pit bull shape. And I'm not talking about the rapper. Um... All right, buddy, can you get over there and lay down, Cleo? Can you go lay down, please? Go on, go lay down. Go lay down. No, I'll play with you in a minute. Hey, get your nose out of there. Go lay down. Down. Sorry, is this even a podcast anymore? Cleo, get the, get over there. Go on. Go on. Get over there and lay down. You can't keep jumping up here. Um, all right, let's do some reads for this week. You know what, Cleo? You're too goddamn cute. Why don't you come up here for the rest of the podcast? All right, lay down, lay down, lay down. Lay down. Thank you. Oh, you smell so good. Yes, you do. Okay. Okay. All right. I know. I missed you too. Okay. Are you done? All right. Let's read some questions for this week. Um, she'll calm down in a minute. Uh, military response. Uh, Bill, I'm not affiliated with any political party. Um, read extremist. <laughs> Whenever anybody says, I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. Um, oh, 
You're just going to make all kinds of fucking noise up here, aren't you? All right. I hate groups just as much as you do. I'm not looking forward to hearing people argue about proper responses to recent attacks in Paris because everyone talks like they have military background. That being said, what is the solution? It seems like it's always a damned if you do and damned if you don't situation with military action. In one sense, I find that comforting. Knowing that it's fucked up either way, it means we're just human beings getting by. Thoughts? Um, all right, what do I think? Well, obviously, you know, what happened in Paris is fucking brutal. And I don't see how that, you know, even if I agreed with the political agenda of whoever the hell did it, like, that's not the way to get people to uh, pay attention to your plight to do stuff like that. Now, having said that, I live in a superpower, and I know that our bombs don't always land on the right people, so I understand why countries don't get along with each other. Um, and I've been to Paris twice, and it's my favorite city in the world, and I think the people are great, and it's it's just brutal. Eagles of death metal were on stage, thank God they were all right, but just I can't imagine what, I mean... Nobody was in that building is going to be the same. I mean, it's just like, I, I can't even imagine. It's just, I, actually, I didn't even want to talk about this stuff. It's so fucking brutal. But um, unfortunately, I think that human beings are uh, hairless apes that can speak. And, um, and we're doomed to uh, destroy one another. So... Try to enjoy every fucking day before uh, we do. I mean, that's the only thing. I mean, there's no, there's no stopping um, all the shit that's going on in the fucking world. We're never going to get along. We're just not going to. You know, there's no solution in the Middle East. Whatever side you're on, those people hate each other for fucking ever. Um, the only way, you know, the only way you could fucking do it is you'd have to eliminate everybody, but like babies and you'd have to start over again. So all nobody told them the fucking stories about why you should hate these people. Right. But even if you left the fucking babies alone, cause there's this big fucking thing where they go, you know, a baby comes into the world and a baby isn't racist and a baby isn't this and a baby isn't that. Um, but you know what a baby is? It's a fucking human being. All right. And so one of those babies eventually is going to be a sociopath. One of them is going to be uh, an egomaniac, is going to give in to jealousy and envy, and it would just start all over again in different parts of the world for different fucking reasons, and uh, people would not like people because of how they looked, and it's just how we're wired. I think everything has a beginning, a middle, and the end. We're closer to the fucking end, unfortunately, and... Um, you know, that's why I don't watch the fucking news anymore. That's why I, 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 don't, I don't understand why it is the way it is, and there is no fucking solution. I know that's depressing, and uh, enjoy your holidays, everybody. <laughs> I just, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to stop these people? Dude, my dog just keeps wagging her tail. That's right, yeah, sitting on a couch with your fucking dog, man, right? That's it. Playing music with some friends of yours, doing a comedy show, going after a dream, just going after what the fuck you want in life. That's all you can do. You can do that and you can recycle and you can try to use less materials. But other than that, 
What do you, what do you, uh, do you really think? And all the years of watching the fucking, the debates between Democrats and Republicans, do you, Republicans, do you think they're ever going to fucking agree? You think they're ever going to be like, no, I see your point. You know, if you give the people at the top more money, they're going to create jobs. Oh, I get what you're doing. Or the people on Republicans are going to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe we are taking too much. Maybe we should fucking do this or do that. There's, there's, no, there's no fucking solution. It's just like when I was in New York, you know, they were talking about, you know, all the homeless people, you know, and people with mental problems and shit that that's just on the street. The, the police chief goes, the solution was stop giving them money. And it's just like, all right, and then what? They just go, okay, well, I guess the city isn't giving money, and they're going to do, like, what, walk to Philadelphia with no money and no food? They're going to get desperate. Um, you know, and then if you give them food and money, what does that mean? Then they get their life back together? I have no fucking idea. I just, I don't know. I don't think there's any solution. Um and that's depressing, and it's not even funny. <laughs> that's why I don't talk about that type of shit. So, moving along to the next happy fucking topic. All right, boyfriend won't shut up and let me listen to the game. All right. Bill, I've been in a relationship. What are you, fucking, did you marry a hipster? What do you want to put on the sci-fi channel? Uh, Bill, I've been in a relationship with my wonderful boyfriend for a year. I'm 29, and he is 33. Yeah, that's a good age split right there. Uh, he's a wonderful man, treats me very well, and we are very in love. But he has no respect when I try to listen to the game. I'm a diehard Denver Bronco fan, and we live in Chicago. It is Sunday, and the game is not being aired locally because they're showing your lameless patriots instead. Lame-ass patriots. Um, yeah, I get it. We're undefeated, and you're not, so it annoys you. I get it. So you attack my team. My team of patriots. How can you not like the patriots? That means you don't support the troops. Uh, so my only option is to listen to the game on Denver Broncos radio network. You could, you could also get the NFL package. You could not go out drinking one weekend. You could use that money. You could watch them every week. Anyway, she goes, but my boyfriend makes it impossible for me to listen to it. He keeps playing his stupid videos during the game. Talks... Uh, talks a lot like the game isn't even on, and he even broke out into a song and started vacuuming. This is not a one-time occurrence. Last week it was on, and he kept switching over to other games. His sports are hockey and baseball, and I never once interfered with his ability to watch the Blackhawks and the Cubs. Yet he makes it impossible for me to listen to the Broncos, the only sports team I really care about. Jesus Christ, this guy's an asshole. He doesn't seem to have any respect for my team and sports fandom. It's surprising because he's so respectful otherwise. How do I handle this going forward? Should I just always leave and go to the bar because I know he makes it impossible for me to watch the game or listen? And listen or watch the game? That's one of them. That's one solution. Why don't you just write down on a piece of paper, if you don't shut the fuck up, I will never blow you again. And then flip it over and say, I'm serious. After he goes, are you serious right now? I am serious. Um, I don't know. Have you sat down and uh, talked to him about it? You know? I don't know. See, then let's see. Look at this right here. This is a little tension here. Hatfields and McCoys. What do you do? And if he doesn't listen to you, then you're going to get resentful. Listen, I would just politely ask him not to do it. And if he does it again, the next time one of his games are on, I would vacuum I just keep turning the vacuum on, on and off, on and off. And if you do that to him for like five minutes, he's going to get it. 
I think you got to go childish here. If you haven't talked to him yet, I think you got to go childish, you know? There's always room to act like an absolute fucking baby. Don't ever forget that. And it's fun. Um, all right. Thanksgiving Dilemma. Uh, hey, Billy, so I will get I will get right to the details. My family is hosting Thanksgiving this year. Oh, Jesus. We have five people in our family, mom, dad, and three brothers. I am the middle child. We have grandparents from both my mom and dad's side coming. Along with my grandparents, we have cousins coming. All right, now, here is my dilemma. Here's my dilemma comes into play. My cousin got married a while back, and his wife has asked if her mom could come to our Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know, there's, there's something to be said when you've lived that long and you don't have a Thanksgiving party to go to. That probably means you're a fucking asshole. Uh, my mom had to go. My mom had gotten into a little dispute with her like a few months ago, and my mom fucking hates her. Ah, Jesus Christ. You can't do that, people. You can't get into a fight with your fucking in-laws. You can't do it. You can't get in a fight with your, uh, I don't even know what you call them. If your brother or sister gets married, you can't get into it with their fucking in-laws. You just can't do it. You're going to bite your tongue and just be like, I'm going to sit here in my sweater. I'm going to smile and wave, and this is going to be over. And then I'm going to go back to the life that I'm, that I'm leading, that I built. And I'll deal with this person once a fucking year, right? Why is there always a cunt, male or female? There's always that one fucking person just doesn't know how to hang, doesn't know how to be a good person. You know what I mean? Like, like if you're annoying people on Thanksgiving, which is, is who's kidding who? That's just the greatest day. You're hanging with the people you love. You're eating way too much food. It's all delicious. Everybody from all different families and shit is breaking out their secret recipes there's football on, there's video games, you got the fire going. There is no fucking reason to even remotely be a cunt on that day or for the whole weekend. It's just a, it's just a, it's the greatest fucking weekend. College kids come back Wednesday night, everybody fucking hangs out. You get to try to fucking hook up with people that you liked back in the day when you were in high school, Right? By the way, you got to do that Wednesday night hookup, man. You got to do that until you're like fucking 30 and everybody starts disappearing. And then you got to realize you're too fucking old. And then maybe I should go out and fucking, uh, you know, maybe I should go out and uh, get married myself or whatever. But uh, right through your 20s, you got to hit that every fucking time. In fact, you know, I did a great rant about that. The one man thrill ride. The one man thrill ride's got a great one. I'll try to find that video. Um <laughs> He's got a great video about that. But anyways, yeah, there's no reason to be a cunt. I just don't fucking get it. And there's nothing too like, your mom needs to set aside her shit. You had one fucking argument, all right? Let me go back and read. I already forget. Now, this is, is this your, your mom's son's mother-in-law? You have to get along with her. My cousin got me. Oh, your cousin. Ah, it's a little distant. Just just be fucking civil. You know what's funny is when men don't like each other, it's way more civil. It's a family event like that because we solve shit with violence. You know what I mean? No one wants to get involved in that. But women, you know, are more mature, I guess, so they don't solve shit with violence. So all it is is dirty looks and fucking, you know, sashy your sides or whatever the fuck you call them, side glances and shit. They just all day long. 
They don't give a fuck. They're just being, just openly being rude to one another. Oh my God. You know what you should do? You should, you should have like a fucking, I should just have an area to put people like that. All right. You two douchebags don't get along. So you can, you guys can both eat, you can eat Thanksgiving dinner standing up outside in the backyard. That's where you should stick them. Right? The fuck out of here. All right, my mom had gotten into a little dispute with her a few months ago, and my mom fucking hates her. She's the type of lady that just sits on her ass and doesn't help making food, doing the dishes, cleaning up or anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's always one of those. We know that, yeah, and, and then fucking goes to the your bar and, and takes out the most expensive shit, doesn't finish it, you know what I mean? Dumps it down the fucking sink. Uh, we know this from the few times we hung out with her at family gatherings. My cousin's wife's mom has no other place to go for Thanksgiving. Yeah, gee, why do you think that is? Because she doesn't help making the food. She doesn't do the dishes. She doesn't clean up or anything. She's a douche. Oh, my God, I fucking hate this person. Um, but honestly, none of us really know her, or nor do we want her to come and make our day awkward. I guess I just need to ask advice on how we respond to my cousin and tell him that that bitch isn't invited. We don't know how to do it without hurting feelings or making it weird the next time we see them. Um, you can bring Nia in on this one if she knows how to set this bitch down easy. You know what? I'm going to go get her. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. Hey, Nia, I need your help on this one. All right? Even though you're still mad at me for my, my rude comment earlier. Can you, can you come over? This is, this, is, this is recording live. Can you, Cleo, get down. Get down, buddy. I'm sorry. Get over there, lay down. Go on. Nia? I hear you. What is it? All right, come over here. So long story short, this guy's got a dilemma. He's having, he's having Thanksgiving at his house. Okay? Mm-hmm. So here's his dilemma. His cousin got married a while back, and his cousin's wife asked if her mom can come along. Okay. All right? And evidently, she's a douche. She doesn't help with the cooking. She doesn't help with the cleaning. She just sits around. She's a jerk. Okay. And guess what? She has no place to go for Thanksgiving. Can you believe it? Right. Can you believe this jerk? Come over here near the microphone. I know. I know. Just really quickly. Oh, my God. You're so mad at me right now. So what's the question? So how can he, how can he just, in a nice way, let this woman down easy? Like, how can he just say, listen, we'd love to have your mother over here if she wasn't such a jerk? And she wasn't going to ruin Thanksgiving. So wait, so the cousin is coming. The cousin was invited. Yep, and he's bringing his wife. They're both invited. They just don't want them to bring um, his cousin's wife's mom. Yeah, that's an impossible situation. I feel you, though, because you want to be like, well, it's my house. I can have whoever I want over. And if I don't want this person over, I shouldn't. But the thing is, with the holidays and family, and this is the cousin's wife's mom, that's when you're not going to be able to win. So I feel like you can't turn them down and say, no, they can't come, because that will create a bigger problem than it's worth. And so what what does she do? She just doesn't like... My mom got into a little dispute with her a few months ago, and my mom fucking hates her. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. Okay. 
Well, you know, I love that you have to be like the bigger person and just allow this fucking stick in the mud to come over and ruin this person's Thanksgiving. I really feel for this person, right? I mean, this I fucking th- blows. I think I think what you can do is, oh, especially since the mom doesn't get along with her, I think it may be one of those things like, you know what? We're really only prepared for like this many people. and But they had the fight and the falling out. They're going to know what's up. They're going to know why she's not... Somebody says, can, can, you, can I bring my mom? You have to say yes. You can, no, your mom could stay at home. That's the thing about it. And the thing is, I would, I think maybe this is more advice for the next time. Next time, you can't invite your cousin over. That's, there it is. That's what it is. This year's Thanksgiving is going to stink, but the rest of them won't because your cousin can't come the next time. Yeah, just, I mean, just ignore that woman for now. If she doesn't help or whatever, it's, you know, whatever. You got to have is. fun with it. Yeah, and you can also say, oh, hey, um, you know, whatever her name is, Susan, do you mind, you know, gathering a couple of those plates for us? And, you know, just kind of like just throw that in there. But if she's continuing to be that way, I'm sorry, but your cousins can't come to your Thanksgiving anymore because she's going to be a part of the package. And if they bring it up, just say, you know what? To be honest, our mom doesn't really get along with her, and we feel like it gets uncomfortable. And you know, I got maybe, maybe they can come by for pie at the end of the night or something, and they can. Just or maybe we can bring it out hands. to the car and just hand it to you, right? As, as they're as they're driving by, <laughs> as they're driving by, just, just stick your hand out the window, and I'll just have it on. A, I'll have it on a plate. You know, we used to do it when there was somebody like that around. We would there would be some sort of inside joke that whenever the person was behaving the way that we hated, it was the inside joke with the other people, or you would just like sing a song. You know, hey, can you clean up the dishes? And she doesn't do it. And then you just walk away and you just sing like, just once. Can we try to... And it just becomes... And it actually makes it fun. But I really think you should just do the thing where you ask her to help out. Hey, do you mind grabbing the plates and setting them out? You're so good at that, too. I do do that really well. I'm really good at like, oh, do you mind just grabbing this for me really quickly? And it's all laced with... With, yeah. hey, do you mind not being such a selfish douche? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, you know, it's it's customary when you're invited to somebody's place over to dinner or anything. Can I help you with the dishes? Do you need anything? Like, that's a custom. Even if the person's like, no, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. It's it's customary. It's an etiquette thing to at least ask if you can help out or bring wine or something like that. Yeah, and here's, here's a major red flag. If you're that fucking old and you have nowhere to go for Thanksgiving and there wasn't some boating accident that all your family was on, like, how do you not have anywhere to go? Nobody wants to spend Thanksgiving with you. Pick up a dirty plate, (laughs) you selfish whore. Well, the thing is, like, the cousin and the wife and the cousin's mother-in-law, they can't do their own thing separately. I mean, maybe not. Maybe it's, well, it's all about the big family gathering but i think that's i think you just got to grin and bear it i think you should definitely gently suggest to her hey do you mind grabbing this just little stuff not crazy because then she'll be on to you and it'll be like a real big blowout and you don't want that but just subtly hey uh hey, turkey douche you mind uh you mind <laughs> exactly but next year yeah, just can't invite it. You know what? We're actually going to do a really small Thanksgiving this year. It's just going to be me and the wife and my mom. Like we're No just, assholes. We're just doing a small this year. You have to be very gentle about it. But that's how you get around it is that you just don't invite the people that are attached to the people that you don't like, which sucks. But that's how it goes. Here's the other thing. Watch, watch, right watch, watch your alcohol intake because yeah. your, the truth might be coming out. 
later on you might say something and the, the alcohol will start going like, no, say it. Say it. Fuck it. It's your, hey, it's your Thanksgiving too. All right. I will do that. Okay. Uh, Who do I make this out to? Can I give a shout out to, can we shout out Justin? Absolutely. Shout out to Justin Long and his brother Christian Long. Um, they listen to the podcast and they're awesome. Justin, you know what I found out the next day after we met each other? You and I have the exact same birthday. The exact same birthday. Month, day, year. How crazy is that? And why was Justin there? He was there because he does a voice on FS for Family coming to Netflix on December 18th. Yeah, there you go. And he's been so great, man. He tweeted out, uh, you know, he was tweeting the hell out of the uh, the teaser and all that. And uh, he, he does the voice of Kevin, and he is fucking hilarious. And it's, it was one of my favorite characters to write for once I saw what Justin was going to do with it. So uh, um, we had a lot of fun hanging with them. Well, Nia, thank you so much. The lovely Nia, everybody. Thank you so much. Yeah, coming on the podcast. To support, to support you at the Madison Square Garden. You were incredible. You were amazing. You were in the zone. I was very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. And now I'm telling you, I'm, yeah, I'm uploading this, and I'm taking a shower, and then I'm putting on my pajamas, and that's oh, it. that's it. No, that's it. It's okay. over. All right. One more question here. One more question I got to get through here. Oh, I got to feed you. Oh, yeah. Get Cleo some food. All right, gay rumors. Dear Billy Twinkletoes, uh, my friends and I are freshmen in college at different schools. Recently, he hooked up with this girl, with this lady. It was after the party had died and everyone uh, was cleared out. She crawled into his bed. Jesus Christ, and started jacking him off, and that's how it happened. That's how what happened. He had a hand baby. <laughs> it's kind of open-ended. There. I was visiting that weekend, and I watched her walk into his room. The rest I heard secondhand from him. No pun intended. The next day, she started talking like they were in a relationship. Um, he explained that he wasn't into being in a relationship. Aside from the fact that she's a slob, he wasn't into the idea anyways with any girl. Um, she responded by telling a group of people that he asked her to be his girlfriend to cover that he was gay and that he needed to meet, needed her to meet his parents. Can you, oh, she just made that up. Can you believe this chick? That's sociopathic behavior. Yeah, it's slander. My question obviously is what should he do? He's not a feeble soul. He's actually really quick witted. And if he really wanted to, he could air, he could clear the air publicly. It's one of those situations where if he lets it all fade away, it could it could end clean. On the other hand, fuck that. She shouldn't get off that easily. Uh, she could do it again, and the next guy could respond with violence or suicide or some shit. What's the move here? You know what the move here is to fucking watch that crazy train just go down the street and disappear over the hill. Fuck her. That's fucking hilarious. It's hilarious that she said that, that she's, you know, she's a maniac. Why would you do that? You know what I mean? Gives a shit. How easy is it to play? Are you, you gay? Well, I mean, I am a sharp dresser. You, you got to give me that. Who knows? Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. I don't know. Hey, ladies, you want to see if you can ungay me like they do at the fucking <laughs> those weird churches? 
when they try to cure you being gay, I would just have fun with it. Who gives a fuck? Honestly, who gives a shit? Some slob says that you're gay. All right. Well, I'm not. And I can prove it. Show me your tits, ladies. Oh, look at old Frederick standing up at attention. <laughs> yeah, this is this is like childish. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit what people think? Um, yeah, I mean that's that's it's a joke. She's gonna do it to somebody else. Yeah, okay. And then what? She keeps going around. Oh, that guy doesn't like me. He doesn't like me because he's gay. Um. I don't know. Maybe she's uh, maybe she's that much of an egomaniac that she thinks the only way that you could not one hundred percent be into her is because that you you liked men. Because evidently she's just the most amazing fucking woman of all time. Uh, yeah, when people walk around, they say shit like that to you. I mean, if you have like a business and somebody's trying to say like, yeah, hey, I got food poisoning there. I mean, you got to put a stop to that. But you know, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Like. You you haven't hooked up with a woman, dated a woman, you know, unless you've had a woman go around and just make up shit about you and say a bunch of fucking stuff to try and hurt you. That's what they do. She wants to beat the shit out of him, but she can't. So she's doing what women do is they, you know, they just go around saying shit about each other. That's what they do, you know. This woman is acting completely normally. This is what... Completely normally? Completely normal. This is normal chick psycho fucking behavior. Um, I think it's fucking hilarious. And, uh, oh, yeah, I would just let it go. Yeah, don't, don't, we can't let her get away with this. You can't go vengeance. Vengeance never, that never ends well. It never ends well because they're, then they're going to come back and get their vengeance on your vengeance. And then eventually the only way to end it is somebody's got to kill somebody, right? That's basically what happens. Is it? I don't know if it is. All I know is it's the end of the podcast, and I am on fucking vacation. And um, I want to thank everybody over all the years of coming out to my stand-up shows. Anybody ever heckled me? Anybody ever laughed? Anybody who just fucking showed up, got a free fucking ticket? Um... Because all of those shows led to the one that I had Saturday night. What a fucking way to end. I got one more gig that I am doing. I am doing New Year's Eve out here in um, in uh, in L.A. But it's not a road gig. It's going to be great. It's going to be the night before the Rose Bowl. It's going to be the Four Horsemen coming together again. Um, it's going to be fucking awesome. But um, I don't know. I hope I was able to convey it. I can't even tell you what a, how just fucking thrilled I was. I still can't believe that it happened, but I know it happened because I was totally present and I enjoyed the whole thing. And, uh, you know, it was great. The light was so in my eyes. I couldn't see how big it was. I couldn't see everybody, but I I could look up and see the lights up at the top. And uh, one of the coolest things ever, my comedy career, at one point, I was doing this Illuminati act out like they were all sitting at a table talking about the population problem. And I actually sat down on the stool and I was doing this creepy fucking thing about them thinking about how they could get rid of people. And I was able to bring the whole fucking room down like I was in a fucking comedy club. And as I was doing it, I was actually thinking like, how fucking sick is this right now? 
It's like 12,000 people listening to me. I'm sitting down on a stool imitating some lunatic in the Illuminati. How fucking fun is that? It was, it was indescribable. And anyways, please tell everybody you know about F is for Family. Um, I would really appreciate it. Um, although after Saturday night, nobody owes me anything. But if you'd like to, I would appreciate it because uh, I think it's going to be a great show, um, a great TV series for many years to come with any luck. All right? That's it. So I'm thankful early this year, man. I'm thankful for all you guys listening to this podcast and all that stuff. Um, that's it. So go fuck yourselves. As always, I'll check in on you on Thursday. Check in on you. I'm going to go take a shower, put on my PJs, and play with my fucking dog. All right? That's it. I'll see you. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Anything Better podcast show, NFL edition. Preview for week number 11. Oh, my birthday. 11-11, baby. Um, We are coming in. Hot this week, okay. We are coming in hot this week. We uh, we hit the special. We'll talk about that. We uh, have a winning record. We'll talk about that. And uh, oh, and there's some injuries, some big injuries that the NFL is trying to hide. They tried to bamboo. They tried to slip one out from under us. We weren't going to let that happen. But before we get into this week, let's talk about our sponsor. It is. Bet MGM, everybody, the best app, the best lines, the best way to bet. All you got to do for our show, if you're a listener to our show, you just if you listen to our show, you just go to Bet MGM app, you download the app, and you put in as little as $10, okay, and you'll get $200 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your bet. All you have to do is use our code, our bonus code, Burr. Burr 200, B-U-R-R 200, $10, as little as $10, and they will give you $200 in bets regardless of the outcome of your bet. Bet responsibly, have a good time, and uh, here we are. Over three quarters of the way done the NFL season, Bill. It's like your kids growing up. It happened so fast. Yeah, baseball, for some reason, their regular season is six months, and the NFL is essentially four months. That's why in the NFL, if a team goes 0-3, you're like, oh, should they tank? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's freaking over. Um, um, who has but, first- Paul, the big thing is we finally hit a Monday night special. And now, and you know. And this finally was- hit a Monday night special. Every, every fucking time, there was some little damn thing. Finally made some people some money, Paul. And listen- which means I get to sing again. And and I got to be honest with you, dude. I got to give you credit where credit's due. We hit the Monday night special because of you, my friend, because I wanted no part of Denver. And when you saw the seven and a half, you were like, take Denver. And I was like, all right, you know what? It doesn't make sense to me, so it's going to work. <laughs> and it well, worked. that's the Buffalo Bills season. Oh, I found The Buffalo Bills season doesn't even make sense to the Buffalo Bills. Well, and no, I Bill. still am, am believe Stefan Diggs was talking about it. He goes, you know, we got all the pieces. We're going to, f- I just don't see these guys. There's no fucking way they're going to go nine and eight or eight and nine. They just, they're just not. I feel like they're going to do what I think the chiefs are going to do what the chiefs always do this time of year. Cause everybody's oh, the fucking chiefs are done. Blah, 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 blah. They always say that shit. And then they fucking turn it on. They t- they just, they just, you know what? They're, it's a bike race, Paul. They're just fucking laying back. They're not burning out their legs. Yeah. And then they're going to come on. I think the Bills are going to do something like that. I feel like the Listen, Dolphins are fading. You know, I, I feel like I'm directionless right now in this football season. You know, I'm just out there with my sails down and I'm just fucking letting the tide take me where it's going, Paul. It's about me. It's not really about the Bills. 
Is it ever not? Listen, here's the thing. I have a theory on why the bills are bad. And I talked to somebody and I think it was, uh, I think it was kind of confirmed. Let's just say oh, this. Oh, Paulie Scuttlebutt. Here we go. Hey, Paulie Schefter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a source that I have within the locker room. Uh, wait, so this is week 11. So I think this is your, this is your you go, uh, yeah, because you were... Paul, you're not just going to tell the people that you got something going on with the Bills and not tell them what you got going on. Right, well, I'm hanging on. Public, I will talk I will talk about it because, hey, listen. Hey, it's a football show. Here's the deal. It's a football season show. Here's the deal. I, I jokingly texted with some friends and I said, something's going on with Josh Allen and I think it might be... Uh, I, I, and it was not to be disrespectful to women, but I think he might be going through something. You know, you go through a breakup. Well, you don't have to be respectful to women on this thing. Don't fucking do that. No, I'm saying. I mean, but listen, your chain's outside your shirt. People know where you stand on feminism, all right? <laughs> don't buy back what the fuck you're doing here. Just tell me what's up. He's I got think, some broad in his life and it's fucking his head up. Is that what you're saying? I thought that that's what it was. And then all of a sudden, yesterday, something comes out going, hey, the breakup with this one, and now he was spotted with this one, and I'm going, oh, that's why he overthrew that ball by five yards. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. He's a, he's, he, he's, he's a serial monog uh, monogamist. Is that what it is? No. Whatever the fuck it is. The guy, the guy who breaks up with a chick and then immediately gets into another relationship. Bill, let's say you're about to go out there. Modern day gladiator. You're about to go play an NFL team. You got these 350 pound guys running after you, wanting to hurt you. And right before you get out there, you get on your cell phone and some girls go, how the fuck are you doing this to me, Josh? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, dude, let me just, I got to get you. Are you any girlfriend? So like, she, what? Was over the house. she was over my house. He's like, look, dude, I got a game. Just give me 10 minutes. I'll call you later. I'm just a simple kid from Wyoming, wherever the fuck he played. Um, yeah. So this is, a, this fuck is that a dude. They can turn that shit off. You can turn that off. You, they go into a hostile environment every other weekend. If you can go into fucking Philly or go into like the Raiders, oh, they got these loud fucking uh, hot dog eating jerk offs screaming at you, saying stuff about your mother. If you can block that out, you can't. Well, a woman you have feelings for, she knows where all the pressure points are, does, doesn't she? I mean, dude, if I'm about to go on stage and Stacy's like, your clothes are on the front lawn, you piece of shit. It might be a tough set. That does affect the first couple of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, your daughter's mad at you i told her be like oh god dude anyway listen it's it's an odd week which means i think you pick first oh god and I'm i wasn't ready for that this is like when you go to a restaurant you're not ready to order yet and somebody goes no you go you go yeah um i hate when you know what i fucking hate is when people fucking go to order and they just start to what what do you like here what do you like it's just just make a fucking decision I defer the to fuck the do I like here? You know, I like here when my shift is over. That's what the fuck I like here. Here's another one, Paul. Oh, Paul, I'm in a mood. If one more fucking adult comes walking in and pretends they don't know what a line looks like, and a they what? go, oh, is, 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 this, is this the line? It's like, you mean the line? Yeah. You think that human beings just every once in a while just naturally fucking hang out face to back in yeah. a fucking line? Yeah. Oh, are you guys in line? The eight people in, in, in the a line row. that we're fucking standing in over here, you asshole. Yeah, we are in line. And you know what a line looks like. Um, all right, Paul. I don't like any of these games this week. But is that, am I really commenting on myself? Is it that I don't like myself, Paul? 
Am I nervous that like football's going to leave me again in fucking 10 weeks? And then so I'll have fucking sad, dude. It's so fucking sad. I mean, the f- goddamn baseball, they they play until the first week of November. They did add a week, though, didn't they? They did add a week to the season. All right, Paul. Oh, you know, there's a lot of games here that are very interesting. Oh, Jesus. Um, I don't know. I keep riding that Texans bandwagon, and they're still being good to me. Although, uh, what's-his-face is back um, at quarterback, right? The little water bug there. Barry Sanders playing quarterback. Why can't I remember his name? Oh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Look at Jake. Jake's on it. Kyler Murray. He's coming back. Kyler Murray. Um, no, dude, Paul, I hate every fucking game here. What is with these giant fucking spreads? Uh, what's going on with your boy there? Who? Uh, Sal Volcano, fucking quarterback for the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> I love a divisional rivalry with a nine and a half point spread. He's Italian. He's still living at home. He, she's washing his fucking socks over there. I like this guy. Is he walking down the street holding a bucket of paint? Is he going to be strutting this week, Paul? Not because they won, just because they fucking covered? I don't know, man. That's a tough one. What's going on with the Buccaneers? Why are they 11 and a half point underdogs? Is Baker Mayfield, uh, is he hurt? Is he in a cast? Is he walking into the stadium, missing a limb? What's going on? Uh, Yeah, that's a high line, dude, for that game. It is a high line. Jake, do we have any? I'm going to take that. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to take the Buccaneers. And the NFC South scares the shit out of me. It's 11 and a half points. You know what, Paul? You know, I like Paul. I like a nice, comfortable first quarter with a whole bunch of points sitting in my lap. And I'm sitting there with a big, dumb look on my face as the 49ers start hacking away at it. Yeah, I'm like, all right, there's only 38 minutes left in this game. I'm still up by four and a half. <laughs> there he is, Jake Rothstein. What do we got? Oh, Jesus. You. Turn your mic on. Everybody's healthy. Um, so Everybody's you know, healthy. If you, yeah, if you like Baker, then that's... Hey, dude, I like that. Back. I don't like how you said if you like Baker. <laughs> I know, if you like Baker, if that's kind of thing. You know, I do like Baker. Baker Mayfield's a fucking winner. And I think they'll even give them a garbage time touchdown, even if they under. I think the Buccaneers. I got the Buccaneers 11 and a half. Oh, God. I am such, dude, I am such a fucking dad with two kids under the age of seven. And you're I barely right know who's there. even in the NFL right now. And you're right there. You're Billy wins some, lose some, hovering. Billy wins right some, lose some. I've had one three in one week. Two yeah. one and threes. The rest have been two and two. All right. I like that. I think that's a backdoor cover late. Baker gets a garbage touchdown. You get those points. All right, guys, here's my first pick. My first pick, uh, it has to happen. It has to happen. So that's why I'm going to take it. And uh, it's no, uh, (laughs) I'm no stranger to this team, but I'm going to take the uh, former San Diego Chargers, now Los Angeles Chargers, uh, minus three against a bad Packers team, a three and six Packers team. And um, the Chargers need to, the Chargers lost a heartbreaker to the Lions with a field goal last second. And I think Justin Herbert gets his team back to uh, 500 because they were playing really good until they ran into the Lions. So I think that this is a perfect line and a perfect game for a team that's better. I got the Chargers minus three. All right. I got the Vikings plus two and a half in Denver. Just because, you know, what, is Denver going to win like three out of four weeks? I don't think that that, 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 I don't know. It was just something about the watching the way Russell Wilson was throwing. Like, I don't know what's going on with that guy. 
He was behind. He was over the head. It's just like that one throw to the back of the end zone. That's the guy I know. And I can't understand what the fucking problem is out there. I think they're figuring it out, which I'm really happy for because I like Sean Payton. But uh, I don't know. The Vikings just have this fucking way about them, even though I know their their quarterback. Was it Jake Plummer? He's not in this week. Uh, who is it? Is it uh, Jeff no, George? Who do, who do no, they resign? Benny Testaverde? They got what's his name now? This Josh Dobbs kid. Drew Henson. Um, you're thinking of Kirk Cousins. He's hurt. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins scores points. He made me a lot of fucking money last last year when he was on the Colts. Was it last year? All right. I'm going to take another. Oh, this is this has got Paulie. This is this is old Paulie. This is Paulie favorites. Paulie uh, favorites. Yes, you know me. I see a good team and a favorite. I get a little jittery. <laughs> I'm still going to rehab for that habit. <laughs> Who do you got? I'm taking. <laughs> I just picture me talking to a doctor. I don't know. There's just something when I would I see that little <laughs> minus sign. Um, I'm a positive guy. <laughs> I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars minus six and a half against the Titans. Um, another three and six bad team. I think the Titans are finito and um, I'm going to take the Jags having to win the game by a touchdown at home. All right. I'm going back to the AFC East, Paul. The fucking division that, that birthed me here. I'm going to, Oh man. I like both of the, I like both of these fucking games. All of a sudden, I didn't like him a minute ago and I haven't read one more shred of information. All of a sudden, I feel like I'm seeing things. Um, I'm just going to say fuck it and I'm going to take the Dolphins laying 13 and a half because the Raiders do not have a fucking quarterback. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. I just know the Raiders are going to show up. Fuck that. I'm going to take the Bills instead. I'm going to take the oh. Bills. Oh. One of them. I like the Bills. I just didn't the Jets beat him the first time. Jets beat him the first time. Bills are going to win the second time. I think uh, they're going to have like another team meeting. Somebody else is going to call a team meeting. I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know that fucking big-eyed dude there playing quarterback. I don't know what the Jets. They just can't move the fucking ball. They do have a great defense, but they just can't move the ball. And what's going to happen is they, they're going to keep three and out, three and out, three and out. And as great as that Jets defense is, Paul, they're going to get tired. They're going to want to put their fucking cleats up and sit down for a fucking second. And right as they get their helmet off, Paul, they're going back out there again. So I think in the second half, the Bills will pull away, and they're going to cover that seven points for me. Paulie! I like it. Your description of the – your dis- by the way, another great pick you had last week was the Browns and what you said about them happened. Imagine the team meeting. Paul, every week I have two good ones and two shit ones. You know? I mean, oh, oh Billy Didn't Bruce Springsteen write a story, song about that? Same old story. That's a fact. Two fucking winners, two step back. Isn't that how it goes? Oh, I don't know. Um, okay, I'm going to take for my third pick. This is where it gets. All right. I. That's a tough game, but I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs at home on Monday Night Football. I love that. Minus two and a half. I love that. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, I think uh, what's-his-name's going to play with a little more pep in his step because his old country singer-girlfriend's going to be in the box with her parents. I'm going to take them to win by a field goal uh, on Monday Night Football. 
I love that. You know who else loves the Chiefs? I feel like the officials love the Chiefs. I got all favorites, though, and that's not good, dude. It's not good. Hey, Polly, two and two. Oh, Polly, win some, lose some. Um, I think Sneaky Pete's coming down to fucking the Rams. You know, they know each other. Minus one. Oh, they're, they're not favorite. I don't like that. No, they are. Sneaky Pete's not, favorite. I mean, not that. They're not getting points is what I meant to say. I don't like that. God damn it. Yeah, this last one's tough. The commanders are fucking hapless, and the Giants literally have some guy from a deli playing fucking quarterback. I mean, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> this fucking guy. Um, why do I fucking believe in the Seahawks all the time, Paul? Why can't I get off the Seahawks? You love the Seahawks. Well, they, they, yeah, them, the Titans. They just fucking cover. The Texans, minus four and a half. Am I going back to that game? Kyler Murray. I love Kyler Murray. Dude, the Texans are good, man. I know they are good. You know what? I'm going to go with them. By the way, shout out to Mike Berkowitz two weeks ago. He told me to fucking take the Texans, which I did. And I got a victory. Oh, Billy wins some, lose some. All right. Oh, Billy wins some, lose some. taking the Texans minus four and a half. Paul, I'm so all over the map this week. I don't even know who the fuck I have. I don't Bill, remember. Just so you know. The oh, it's five line, and a half. The line's five and a half. But I, four and a half, five and a half. You know what this reminds me of when I fucking, you ever be like doing dishes, you know, and right as you're done, somebody comes in and puts another fucking plate in. That's what the fuck just, you just want to look at them. And you know, they didn't do it on purpose, but it's kind of like, you know, if you brought that over 30 seconds earlier, it would have been nicer. I don't think there's a difference in four and a half, five and a half though. Really? Well, Paul, that's the difference between you and me. What's the difference okay. between you and well, me? Well, you can go in the sun and the sun likes you. The sun doesn't like me, right? <laughs> you see no difference between four and a half and five and a half, and I do. You're better with the sun. I feel like I'm better with numbers, although you keep beating the book and I don't. <laughs> um, are the Lions going to really win? But Why does it have to be seven and a half? You Vegas cons. Um, <clears throat> fuck it. Sneaky Pete, minus one. Oh. Sneaky Pete, minus one. Sneaky Pete. Boom. Oh, I'm doing the Trump dance. Dude, Sneaky Pete and you are you, you're the Seahawks to you are like the Chargers to me. You just can't. Sneaky Pete's off. one of the best fucking coaches that like just doesn't kind of get his due. Because he's not Parcells. He's not fucking uh Belichick. Oh, my last pick, I'm not gonna lie. This is throwing a dart at it. Uh, this this one is not the other ones I looked at and I go, yeah, I could sleep. This oh, you're one. trying to hit a pinata right now. You're blindfolded and you're just swinging like a maniac. <laughs> Everybody's standing around going, oh, oh, hey. <laughs> that Cowboys-Panthers line is just so fucking perfect, 10 and a half. If it wasn't 10 and a half, I would take that. But um... my brother took the Panthers. And he's, he's picking the- winners, dude. He's, he's in a pool. He's just picking winners. Dude, he picked the fucking Jets a few weeks ago. He had the Jets and somebody else. Two big upsets. Did you take the Raiders, Bill, or no? No, I didn't. I, I The fucking Raiders just disappoint me. They have so much goddamn talent except at the quarterback position, so they can't get the fucking thing moving. I'm gonna they got all those you- receivers, Paul. They got no one to throw it to them. They I'm got the take- killer defense. I'm gonna take I love the, the Raiders. Raiders. Oh, Crosby's questionable. Oof. Max Crosby. Oh, well, Paul, you got, I got to tell you about Max Crosby. Okay. He's the straw that stirs the drink. Here's the thing though. That guy's an animal. He doesn't miss games You're going to have to fuck you. They'll tape that guy together. He's going to go out there. Listen, 
I have all favorites this week. I'm going to take some points. I'm going to take the Raiders getting a backdoor cover, 13 and a half. Who knows? Let's see what happens. Could be a loss. I'm going to take it. The Ray Liotta coming in the back door. Oh, son of a bitches. Um, all right. Yeah, I don't know about this pick. But 13 and a half points to start the game is not bad. So there you go. Um, Paul, you're like fucking George Brett. We're just every season he's flirting with 400. It's fucking, you know, it's not August yet. We're getting into the dog days of summer. And there you are. You're right there, Paul. Look, you, you're, not- you're fucking hitting like 420. I'm nine games above the book right now. It's not good enough yet. You're nine games up? Um, yeah. Fucking Pauly Verzi. I'm 23. I mean, you're, you're, you're like, I, I say by the end of this season, you get a book deal. People <laughs> should read the fucking. Wait, or, may, or maybe I'm eight and a half. Eight and a, no, nine. Nine with the two, with the two pushes. Um, I mean, Paul, that is a gaudy, gaudy record. I'll tell you what, dude. If I beat the book again, I'm getting another chain. I'm getting another gold chain that always goes on when I do picks. <laughs> I've earned that. If I, do. I mean, who's going to argue with you, uh, Bill? You know what time oh, that would it be is? three years, but that would be three years in a row beating the book, Paul. I mean, I you should know. have three chains. Please tell me you have one on order. It just hasn't come in yet. <laughs> well, I'm going to get one with my record. There will be 20 years into this show. You look like fucking Mister T. <laughs> Uh, Bill, you Your know what hair time it system. is? They'll pay for a hair system so you can grow the mo- mohawk. They'll just glue it on before every show. Each year it gets more of a mane. I know. Uh, by two years from now, I look like Bartnick. <laughs> you know, I was thinking like, you know, you couldn't be like totally fucking bald and then get a fucking hair system. People notice when you get a hair system if you're starting to go bald. But if you're completely bald and all of a sudden one day you just show up, hey, I said, don't touch my hair. And then you hit it. You can't come <laughs> with, the, with the fucking Barbarino, right? You can't do that. But Deion Sanders did it. Uh, yeah, dude. And so did Jason. Uh, what's his name? Brian Erlacher. Brian Erlacher was bald his whole career as a linebacker for the Bears. Now the kid's got a fucking full head. I uh, know. That's so weird. It's like. The old you looks like the young driver's license, you know, when you pull it out going, oh, look at you with hair. They they, they live in reverse. <laughs> I said on stage the other night, I go, I would definitely want hair than being bald, but I definitely would rather be bald than have a man bun. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Oh, dude, those are going to be when they make fun of this era. Oh, you know, man. when they go back and do like the anchor man, that's going to be like, that's the haircut that they're going to, uh, they're going to make fun of. Oh, man, I saw somebody the other day. Who the fuck was it for the Hair Hall of Fame? And I was like, write this down. You're going to forget it. I saw somebody, too. I saw somebody. And I go, dude, that's for the show. The guy had, oh, dude, guy was probably in his late 50s, 60s, and he had a fuck. Who was it? Oh, man. Oh, I forgot. I'm trying to think. I was. I watched a couple episodes of Kojak last night. My son loves Kojak now. I, I know. Three and a half years old. Like he was like yelling when it was on. So I thought he, he wanted me to shut it off, but he just saw the remote in my hand. He thought I was going to turn it off. And I said, oh, do you, you like Kojak? He goes, yeah, Kojak. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. My brother's out here and uh, we just said, we watched two episodes of Kojak. We barely heard any of the dialogue. All we were doing were calling out cars. That's he great. goes, he's like, Bill, look at that. That's a fucking AMC Pacer. 
He picked out another one. It was a 1977 Chevy Chevette uh, Sun like yellow. I mean, it was nice. just like, that's like, it was like a substitute teacher car. Th- those are the cars that I love seeing, you know, because the classic ones, you know, people still have them. You see them at car shows, but those ones that you just never see before anymore. Like I saw a guy had a Chevy Monza out here. You don't even remember that car. That car came no. and went. That They made that car. It fucking flopped, Paul, like a number one draft pick. And they made it for like three, four years. The Chevy, when's the last time we saw a Chevy Citation? Like, Never. that's the type of shit. Yeah, you got to watch like Vegas. Yeah, Chevy Citation. I never even heard the name Citation. Dude, when they made the design, first of all, it like they didn't know, they, they made like a four-door sedan and a hatchback, and they just slammed it together. Oldsmobile made a car like that, too. It was one of the ugliest fucking things I've ever seen. It looked like in the front, it looked like a full-size car, and in the back, it looked like a skateboard ramp. It was the ugliest fucking thing. Yeah. I, I'd forgotten about it, right? And uh, anyway, the Chevy Citation, I've told this, I know I've told this a thousand fucking times. They, when they made the design at the last second, they realized that they had forgot to put the radio in. So they turned it sideways. It was straight up and down. The volume knob was up here, turned the station here. But here's the thing. But the, the numbers were, they didn't change the numbers. Like, because it was straight up and down, they still had it like it was horizontal. So you had to go. <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. My buddy had one. It was like a thermostat, but it was a radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's what see. That's what kills me when these fucking idiots. First of all, the 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 gas combustion people. They're how much they're in an uproar about the Tesla. Like they're making fake videos about how cheap the Tesla is, and they're pushing down on the dashboard, and, and they're adding all of these these sound effects. I literally had to go to my wife's car. Like, not to make that fucking sound. Like, what are you talking about? They just they have to do something because they're so fucking fast. And yeah. what's funny is. They look at them, they look boring, they don't look fast, and then no matter what they do to their car, this fuck, dude, you see the new one that's coming out? Zero to 150 miles an hour in 10 seconds. First of all, why would you give somebody that's going to be texting while driving? They're driving a missile. The thing's a missile. So now everybody's like, what would you rather do? Have pizza in a microwave or in a brick oven? Like that, somebody came up with that analogy. Now everybody's saying it's like, buddy, Nobody's saying you can't buy a gas combustion car. <laughs> like what? Like they can't, they can't even, you know what it is? They can't handle the fact that something that makes no noise and doesn't look cool is just blowing by there. <laughs> Driving down the fucking, it's hilarious. Uh, dude, I like the new three. I like the new three. I'm glad they changed the body of the of the. They, they're changing. They're starting to change the body of them. I'll tell you what, dude. That Cybertruck. Everybody's shitting on it, dude. That is fucking badass, man. I know. I like all the old shit. I, I like. I like the sound of an engine, and all of that. And I know those fucking batteries and all that. They're probably worse for the fucking planet and everything. But I'm not gonna sit there and get like all these people get fucking crazy in these comments, going yeah. like you know. You know, back in the day, we used to have cars that sounded like me, 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 me. You know, I love how people like, oh, like who have like loud cars think they're more manly. It's like, what about that makes you more, you know? I fucking hate a lot. I'll be honest with you. Like, I, I'm not trying to shit on muscle cars that like roar, but I love a, you know me, Bill. I just, I'm going to Lexus today to go pick up my, they just fucking did my maintenance on my. Oh, you're refined. You're a gentleman. I like, 
I like turning that shit on, barely hearing it, stepping on the gas and fucking flying, dude. Put that shit in sport. Fucking cozy, man. Yeah. Why, why does it have to make all that fuck? I understand it with a motorcycle because you want people to, they can't see you, they can hear you, you don't die. But I don't understand why. It, like, like to a certain volume, I get. You know, although I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, remember that kid Casey that p- painted the cars on uh, Fast and Loud? He just upgraded his Frankenstein truck. He's got this F-100 lowered to the ground. It's green, calls it Frankenstein. He put a thousand horsepower engine in it. I watched this video three times of him doing a burnout in it. <laughs> it, was fucking, it was amazing. He gave me a ride in a, a, his, that truck one time when he, and I think it was only like 700 horsepower. I had my feet up on the dashboard going, dude, slow down, slow down. <laughs> Yo, I'm not going to lie, man. I was not a Tesla guy until I drove one home from New York City to my house, and I fucking dreamed about it. I actually was like, I need this in my life, the speed. like how I would say the speed is, is fucking, fucking insane. Out. I will tell out. you this. I fucking hate that car. It just thinks too much. You fucking walk. I, I know you can somewhere in the setting shut this off, but it's just in, it keeps it tries to anticipate. It's like yeah. you, you, you're doing too much. So I'm walking up to the car and I have the key in my pocket. So the front door pops open like that. But the problem was, was my three-year-old was coming around the other side. So it fucking pops open and hits him and he falls into a bush. <laughs> Jeez, was he okay? He's okay, I take it. He was, all, it, you know, he had a big puffy coat on, you know, when they walk around, they already look like they're in a fat suit, you know? But it was just like, it just does that. Or like when you open the stupid Falcon doors. If there's just one little debris thing, it thinks like it's, I don't know what, the top yeah. of a parking garage. It's and then like you got to like push it up. Yeah. It's come down on my fucking head. I'm not, uh, you know, it's got that giant fucking tablet thing. I'm not, I'm not into, uh, I don't I'm like not that into you it. have to use the tablet for every move. I think if it was voice activated, it would be better. But the fact that you got to hit that thing. And I don't like not seeing things in front. I like seeing the speedometer and I like seeing that there for me. But uh, hey, I'm old school. What do you I will tell you the Ford Lightning truck looks cool. And then there's that other one that's not a Ford. I don't know what it is, but a couple of dads have one in my neighborhood. Just like a, uh, I don't know what kind it is. It just looks cool. Like I kind of like, I like the electric trucks that look like a fucking truck. But, um, you know, my F-250 dude with the fucking turbo diesel. I mean, it sounds like a fucking semi. I love that thing. If I get a new house, if we get a new house, and I don't know if we're going to, if we get a new house or we extend this house and get a bigger garage, I'm getting that fucking cyber truck, dude. I'm going to get it. I don't, I Is just. Is that the one I, that looks like a door wedge? <laughs> it does. I hated it. And then somebody gave a whole tour of it. And I was like, dude, dude. you get one of those. Your side piece is going to be some blue chick from like Venus. <laughs> You're going to be tracking whores from another planet. From my like, whole, what's yeah, like fucking Captain Kirk. Just uh, guards of the galaxy. Guards yeah. of the galaxy. Um, <laughs> all right, Bill. You know what time it is, dude. By the way. We, oh, we you know what time on, it is. Before you sing. Before you sing. Guys, we told you we were going to get one. We were one little piece away for a while. And we finally hit the Monday night special. And I got I to gotta give uh, a lot of the credit to my counterpart here, the co-host, because you said Denver. But, Bill, you know what time it is. It's the Eagles. No, you know, another Eagles. thing, too, to tell the fans. I, I took that shit. Take it personally. Like, I feel like I'm letting them down. It's like we got to win them some money here. 
Oh, dude, we got a lot of we got a lot of messages from people going. I rode with you guys. I put twenty down, and they're showing that they hit. And they're like, "We rode with you. We stuck with you. You finally hit it." We gotta hit another one, Paul. We gotta hit another one. Oh, dude! All right, let's sing the song here. I can sing again. Oh, let the Monday night special win some money for you. Let the Monday night special win some fucking money for you. All right, Paulie, we got the fucking Eagles. And they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a rematch of last year's Super Bowl. They got crazy fucking Eddie coaching the Eagles. And then we got the BTK killer coaching the Chiefs. We got a pop star up in the fucking stands. We got a fucking uh, guy with the Rock's original haircut at quarterback. Crazy Eddie's perfect, dude. Crazy Eddie. I'm crazy Eddie and I'm coaching the fucking Eagles. I'm insane. And then the BTK killer. I like burn the, torture kill. That's what like, he does to the other team's game plan. I like the Chiefs to cut to to win the game. You? Um. Or no. I don't know. Jalen Hurts. I mean, they got a lot of fucking talent. They got Patrick Mahomes. I I actually I do like the Chiefs. I feel like the Chiefs are kind of. Uh, I'm not talking about the Eagles here. I just feel like this is the time of year where they start putting things together. Um. Mahomes to throw one. Yeah, in a really douchey way. And they're like, oh, my God, I've never seen anybody throw a football like that. Around the back. It's like, yeah, it's a fucking shovel pass. All right, so we'll go. That's Mahomes. how you throw a ball to a fucking two-year-old. Like, what are we doing here? Kelsey to catch one? You want to go Chiefs the whole way? Mahomes to throw one, Kelsey to catch one, Chiefs to win by three? This way we don't have to worry well, about it. I mean, there's no, I don't think Patrick's going to run one in. I hope he doesn't because I hate the way he runs. He's gonna go for fucking. He's gonna go for Kelsey with Taylor Swift in the crowd. Or is he jealous? Nah, he just had his third kid. He's good. He's got three kids. He's got two girls, and now he's got a. Wait, little who boy. does? Who's got three kids? Mahomes. Taylor Swift. No, Mahomes. Is he keeping him in the piano, Paul? <laughs> Mahomes. All right. Mahomes. All right. I'll go. Okay. All right. We're gonna take the Chiefs. Fucking over under 45 and a half, Paul. Ooh, let's not do it, dude. Let's don't let's not put ourselves in that box again. <laughs> we almost got Shout out to the fucking Broncos kicker missing two extra points. So the under came in by one. 45 and a half is such a perfect number for Vay. It's such a perfect number. All right. Hey. Chiefs, Travis Kelsey. We need we need one other thing. We need one other thing here. Well, if Travis I... Kelsey gets one, then that means Mahomes throws one. Well, there you go. Whoa. So if, Mah- if Mahomes throws one to Kelsey early in the game, we got two out of three. And then we just need a win by three. But if he doesn't. <laughs> if he doesn't. Fuck this, Paul. We got a little momentum here. Let's do it. Yeah, Mahomes is going to throw one to Travis Kelsey. All right. He's going to do an end zone celebration longer than his girlfriend's concert. And I think the Chiefs are going uh, Chiefs Chiefs to win, win it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be such a hard game to watch because I would love the Eagles to come in and shut up those people. I would, the same way I would love to see the Chiefs go in and just shut up the Eagle fans. I don't know what it is. It's about a Monday night. I'm a bit of a Scrooge. 
a uh, Grinch you know what? on Monday nights. Andrew Themlis is right. Andrew Themlis just said the odds are going to be small on what we're picking. We're basically picking the best quarterback to throw a touchdown to the best tight end and for them to win at home on Monday night. So do you want to say that Mahomes gets two touchdown passes? I want to say something Jalen Hurts is going to do. Okay. Jalen's going to throw one. So I think this is going to be a back and forth, Paul. Look at that spread. Vegas knows this is going to be a close game. Jalen Hurts to throw one, Chiefs to cover, Travis Kelsey to get a touchdown. How about that? How does how does that make the odds look there, Andrew? No, no, no. We're going to do four things. We're going to do Jalen Hurts to throw one, Mahomes right. to throw one, Kelsey to catch a touchdown. Chiefs to cover. Yeah. And that'll make some odds. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do Jalen to throw one, Mahomes to throw one, Kelsey to catch one, and the fucking Chiefs cover. Make some people some money, dude. We got momentum, dude. I can feel yeah. the vibe. It's, it's, we, have, we have juice right now on the show. Can we bet on whether or not the Eagles coach is going to nod into the camera? Oh, dude. What are the odds on that? Can we get some odds? Go- is there odds on that? Oh, no. When he takes it off. That was one win. of the funniest and fucking cringeworthy things I ever saw. It was terrible. I was nervous. I was going, oh, no. Is every fucking head coach going to start doing that? I hate that whole thing. Are they just having fun? They're having fun. No, they're not. They're not. They're, 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 they're drawing attention to themselves. You know? Yeah. I don't mind a sudden an end zone celebration, but the shit when they have like all the linemen and they start doing like a chorus line or acting like they're all rowing a boat or something. It's uh, like, do you guys actually rehearse that in the locker room? It's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. it is. It's Thank fucking, you. It's terrible. It's like most things. It starts off. It's a good idea. And then it goes too far. Like those police Academy movies. I mean, it was a fantastic idea. Did we need nine of them? Yeah, I know what you mean. When they, I like how private hooks had to keep trying to fight. That was the most accurate thing. Would she be all quiet? Like, hey, 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 hey. And in the end, she'd be like, don't move, dirtbag. And then the next movie, she'd start again. She was mousy again. <laughs> she had the exact same story arc through all nine of them. But what I loved about it was that's how life is. You don't just decide to make a change and then you change. You got to work at it. Yeah. That'd be funny if in the ninth one, she was just a fucking psycho from the beginning the fuck did you say to me oh you finally pushed through the wall yes i did (laughs) (laughs) yeah the uh police academy kind of jumped the shark after they went to miami (laughs) they were like at a pool (laughs) well first they were in training and then they went out to the force and then somehow retroactively they had one back in training Police Academy back in training. It's like, what the fuck are they back there for? Oh, that's so funny. Remember when Tackleberry put a gun? He put a 44 to his shark's nose. And he goes, move it, move it. The shark turned around and swam away. (laughs) You look at that now. It's like the dumbest thing ever. I love Tackleberry. No, Tackleberry was great. Tackleberry, Hightower, Private Hooks. The chick with the big tits. Oh, I mean, you had to have one of those every 80s movies. Yeah. Had him hanging out the whole fucking time. Bobcat Goldthwaite was in it. Yeah. And so was, what's Deason. his name? What's his name? The kid who did the sound effects. He's a comedian. Oh, Michael um, Winslow. Michael Winslow, who did all the sound effects. He was the guy who was making all the noises. And then you had Steve Gutenberg as uh, Mahoney. Yeah. It was Cannonball Run at the police academy. Um, all right, Paul. There I got to get go. ready to go to Vegas. I got to go to Vegas, Paul. Oh, speaking I'm of I'm going Vegas. to Vegas. Hey, man. 
You got to take your luck over to the craps table. Uh, you know what's funny? They were playing craps last night on Kojak. Nice. On get on the Get Channel, great entertainment television. And you know what's funny is when I record it, I get the end of the Rockford Files, and at the end of Kojak, Quincy starts. Ba ba da 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 da. I could never get into Quincy. How many uh, how many seasons of Kojak were there? Five. Five. Nice. So uh, they're running. They just did the first. Episode one of season five, and it's funny. His fucking collars are out to here. Like, as the seasons go, they get, like, bigger and bigger. So now this is right around Saturday Night Fever. Oh, that's great. His his pant legs are starting to flare out, but he keeps the three-piece suits. Telly looks sharp, dude. Yeah, he's... Telly looks sharp, and for no reason, he's always fucking... He's talking to, like, like criminals, other cops, and whatever. If they're female, he's at least pecking them on the cheek. Good-looking Greek kid, man. You know? Paul, I want to reboot that. I want to reboot it with you playing Telly Savalas and Tony V playing that other cop. He's got Tony V hair. Dude, let's do and it. And then I'll play uh, Bobby What's-His-Face, who falls in love with the cripple chick. Dude, I would fucking, I would take that so seriously and crush that role. I'm dead serious. Um, all right, everybody. That's the uh, that's the show. That's- <laughs> he drives a four-door sedan, Paul. It's right up your fucking alley. Uh, all right. That's the show, everyone. That's the show, everybody. Enjoy the Monday night special. And remember, Jalen Hurts to throw one. Patrick Mahomes to throw one. Travis Kelsey to catch one. The Chiefs win by a field goal at home on Monday night. I think all those things should happen. I hope you guys um, uh, enjoy it. Bet responsibly, but win a little bit of Christmas money. There you go. There you go. $10 in the account when you download the app. You get back up to 200 in bets regardless of the outcome of your first bet. Use our bonus code BURR200, B-U-R-R-200. Bet responsibly. Enjoy the games this week, and we will see you next week on the Anything Better podcast. I didn't even see these comments here. I just saw Kyler Murray. Then it says 49ers are healthy. Uh Uh-oh. All right, we'll see what happens, Paul. No, that was during the picks when we asked what any injury report. I know, but I'm just saying. Okay. I didn't see that. I took Tampa Bay and I'm sticking with it. All right. That's it. We'll see you guys later.